Like I said, I didn't write down much, but <laughs> all right. do we do the silence thing or you just go? If you it? don't mind, yeah. Five seconds of baseline silence starting now. You killed me, Jim. Right, here we go. <laughs> starting now. <laughs> Everyone quiet. East 2017 recap. Or the OG. You mean mud flap? Hey! Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah, um, it was... It was a little damp out there. <laughs> it was wet. Oh boy, too funny. And Jim, Jim is on. Jim CR is on. What's going nice. on? Yeah, that's you. You're typing away, there, buddy. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like typing away. Yes, yes, that's working perfectly fine. Sweet. Um, hey guys, thank you so very much for joining us. Um, we are here a, a little early. Uh, and by a little early, I mean a lot of early. Four hours for us regulars who go on at about eight o'clock. So, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, very early for us, which is kind of fun. There's a good reason for it. Yeah, it, it's called a Belgian. Uh, and it probably would be a good idea to introduce everybody. Um, I think Patrick's uh, laptop fell off the table again. Um, <laughs> but that voice that you heard uh, just a second ago, that would be our resident Belgian, Rick. Hello, guys. And, How are we doing, uh, Rick? Welcome. Oh, welcome for so your nice first show. Here. So, also joining us, um, uh, the the dulcet tones who you heard at the beginning of the show, that was our good friend A.A. Ron Balake. Um, or Aaron I'm Blake. sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mikey and Peel side was coming out there for a second. Aaron Blake, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Otherwise, we have a Bridge Inspector on the forum. Bridge Inspector on the forum. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Forum oh, names would be go. good. Rick, what's your forum name? Rick, Rick is Black Metal Dash, right? Yeah, that's right. All right. And the other guy who you just heard, that would be Jim. Uh, Jim CR120 on the forum, I believe. Yes. Perfect. And then we have probably the most iconic gentleman uh, of FPV joining us with the most fantastic purple beard I've ever seen. We have Cyborg FPV on with us. That guy also helped me out uh, doing the build on the arrow. So thank you, Bill. Appreciate did I ever it, man. Get up for that combat in time? Uh, no. But I did. <laughs> I did fly with the streamer Funfly. Oh, at least you got there. Up. You go. How'd you do? Um, pretty well. But I was not so comfortable with the fact that it was like really. 
fucking hot. And rest in peace, professionalism. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, really. That 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 was long dead. Yeah. you know what? I, the, I was I was talking to um, one of the guys um, over at Quad Talk because uh, Wild Willie was on the podcast for them a little bit ago. And if anyone has seen any of Willie's uh, videos, he has dolphin sounds to bleep out any expletives that he says. So I was um, I was just uh, putting it out there that we need to find some form of animal sound to mute out any expletives that we have. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see about that. That, that should be entertaining. Lot, unfortunately. <laughs> anyway, but alright, so how about this? Uh, so we usually do updates, um, but seeing as there's very many of us, uh, let's real quick uh, just go through what we've been up to in the last week. Uh, we'll start in order left to right. That would be Aaron, then Jim, then Pat, then Cyborg, Bill. Sorry. Um, uh, then Rick, then Mike, then myself. So, Aaron, what'd you get up to this week? Real quick. Uh, I bought a microphone so That's I could do this. Sweet. That <laughs> <laughs> basically means he's asking for a job. Okay. <laughs> Look, we're costing uh, money. We're eating around him. Yep. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, I'm just still sorting through all the pile of stuff. I don't doubt the RV from the flight flight fest return. Oh, too funny. <laughs> and Pat, J- sorry, Jim, you're up next. Jim, what'd you get up to this week? Well, um, Nate, also known as Grifflyer, he invited me to uh, join a pro- join him on a project for this um, for next year, and he suggested the XF5F. Tac one as a as a project, so I accepted. So we've been uh, doing a little bit of digging on the uh, specs on that and thinking about where we're going to head, and that's where my focus has been. Well, that's awesome. rad. And is that Pat- for uh, is that for the uh, World War Two thing, or is that a different? Yes. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Yes, it's, the, it's one of those experimental things that didn't take off. They built one, and uh, the the Corsair and other thing, and the Wildcat. They were they were less expensive. They took off, and the Skyrocket, the F five F five F one Skyrocket. Oh, how interesting! Even though it could outperform in some uh, some regards. Hey, how'd you make out at the uh, store with that helicopter? Did you guys get a, a receiver for that in there? I did. You did? So I did do that too. I did. I did take a trip down to the candy store and I got uh, a receiver for the helicopter <laughs> that the uh, cyborg graciously gave me. Sweet, too. Yeah, he very cool. Helicopter. That's no small thing. It's this thing's very. We're, we're definitely gonna have to talk on that a little bit, Patrick. Yes, sir. Buddy, what you been up to? Um, well, I, this week I've been mixing a lot of paint, um, <laughs> and taking my wife to various doctor's appointments. Um, but, uh, finally today I had a day off, so got up at a reasonable hour this morning and I am bound and determined to maiden the MiG-21 today. So as Sweet. long as this podcast doesn't go until after dark I, I have a very very good shot of getting that done i don't foresee this going longer than especially because you're in the north so the sun doesn't set till eight so i doubt that we'll be here until eight so you can definitely go out and maiden now and we want to hear about it so you better post on facebook for us well, it'll be uh it'll be video the, oh good the, car- the carnage will be recorded. <laughs> 
Oh, Bill. Also, uh, oh, sorry, Pat. I thought you were uh, done. Go ahead to Bill. He, he's, he's better to go on to Bill. <laughs> no, go on, Pat. Finish up what you're doing, brother. Finish up. No, I really, I don't have anything that exciting to say. Trust me. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> well, what about the story, Pat? <laughs> they, oh, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get later. to that at the end. That's at the end. Pat has an amazing story, guys. Yeah, so you definitely we, we'll, we'll, we'll catch that at the end. <laughs> Bill, go for it. Yeah, what have I you tried, been up to? Uh, tried uh, building my 100-mile-an-hour quad and mating it. Ooh. I learned really, Ooh. really quick. Do not put the FC in facing backwards and forget to tell it it's facing backwards. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I was the first attempt oh, I tried cutting geez. my own feet off. Oh, <laughs> dude. Oh, oh I dude. launched it like 40 yards across the field. So I figured the third attempt, I'd hold it down with a broom. Please send me the link. Fired up, it please send over, me the link. Tried to oh crawl up my friend Tom's leg who was filming it. Across <laughs> <laughs> the field, and I got this goofy look on my face. <laughs> oh my uh, god, that's after, amazing. After that, after that failure, I figured ah, I'm all wired, I can't sleep, so I spent the night built building SE5, got that all done. Uh, Very nice. Put the uh, receiver in and get ready to go net. And then uh, pretty much I had actually a chance to fly my uh, my alien with the, the new gimbal. So I got some M9s finally. Very and, nice. Good oh choice. Oh, my God. That thing is just so sweet. Now I see they cheat. They use them gimbals. That's how they do it all. Screen, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's true. <laughs> so, so when you say the gimbals, I, I'm like pretty much an idiot. So whole are effects, you talking about you put new gimbals in your radio or? Yeah. Yes. The, the whole uh, effect. effect sensor. M9 mm, right. Tyrannus. Yeah. Tyrannus. Yep. M9s. Yeah. Bam. Skip the um, toilet paper next month. Buy the gimbal. I can, I'm, dude, no, I'm serious. I'm with this guy 100%. Um, but I'll talk about that in a little bit um, with my update so uh rick what have you been up to brother well first off getting safe at home and then sleeping a whole lot of sleeping <laughs> <laughs> yeah america will do that to you i'm now, so I, I can empathize here's the one thing about here's what i find weird about rick okay so um if you go on facebook on on the chat at any moment in time, 24-7, Rick seems to be there. So he flies over to America here. And, and you know, you would expect his sleep schedule to be totally screwed up. This guy was in was. bed like 8 o'clock every night. 8 o'clock every night. Like, you had the most normal sleep schedule here of any of us. <laughs> That's true. I mean, yeah, really. All the, all the other guys in in the house. I mean, uh, Seth, Sean, Patrick, sounds they they slept on very late hours, and and I usually just slept on very normal hours, eight, nine, sometimes yeah. ten. It, America works well for his sleep schedule. Belgium That's is not very <laughs> funny. That's very funny. <laughs> I uh, wouldn't have. I wouldn't have po uh, coined that. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, really well, weird. I, I already miss it, that's for sure. Yeah, well, hey, first of all, thank you for coming out because it was it wouldn't have been the same without you uh, being around. So you're going to have to make sure you you come up more frequently. Um, I, I will and, try. And second of all, dude, um, we are glad that you're home safe. But yeah. 
frankly, we should we should get you out here full time, as with Asbjorn. Yeah. But that's uh, that's another one. Um, but Mike, let's move on to your very. Um, I I feel for you, buddy. <laughs> so much right now. Yeah. So. Uh, <sighs> so I built a uh, hyperlight floss quad. Uh, which is disgustingly cool five inch quad all up weight with the 1300 three cell in it at 362 grams just a gonna be a beast right so i'm using the maytech f405 board in it and here's a quick if for the people that are not watching sorry but uh for the people that can watch that's the quad finished yeah, up with it, the whiskey props on it. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Oh my god. It really All does. Ready to it's go. beautiful, beautiful that, club that cups. Looks amazing. And so what, are they just like props you got on there, Mike? That's the whiskey props. The whiskey props are a fifty one fifty two gem fan, yeah. by oh. the way, Rick. Ooh, yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful what quad, dude. What are you running that on? Uh, 30 amp, uh, BL, I don't remember which ones they S, are. right? They're the BL Heli S ones, I, I think. think. so, yeah. They're not the bullets, yeah. are they? No. No. Okay. No, thank God, no. No. Um, <laughs> I made sure he didn't do those. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, so, so I'm, uh. Uh, getting ready to uh, get everything, you know, ready to go. And I go to plug in my uh, mini USB and fire up uh, Betaflight 3.2 and, you know, reflash it and do all that. Mm -hmm. And when I do, it's not wanting to connect. So I'm thinking, all right, maybe I got a bad uh, cable. So I start switching out cables and I go to three different cables that I know have worked in the past. Well, none of them work. So I start squeezing on the board and where the plug goes in and when i squeeze on mm -hmm. the board i notice that it works so i get to looking at it underneath a, a magnifying glass and lo and behold the uh solder joints on the pins for the plug are shot and i spent a week building this thing making sure because the f405 yeah. is a way different board and yeah and it's a good board too and i wanted in to make theory. sure it was all right and then yeah what happens yeah yeah it it's just it's such a shame because i know how much time and energy you spent getting that right putting the solder joints on and making sure that it was the best that it possibly could be yeah. and i even checked his wiring so i can vouch for the fact that his wiring was on point and it just it was one of those things where there's a fault in the board itself and it's not firing with beta flight at all so i Gotta, is there any way that you can resolder that that there's so it's tiny dude they oh, are the smallest pads you've you ever seen well i'm not any good at it so i've got I'm, a f3 kiss board <laughs> yeah just switch yeah, it out board. nice name <laughs> kiss it kiss it out brother, brother. Yeah. Hey, that's the way the to line. do it it works yeah so i'm point smaller than the gremlin ones on that on that usb pin the yes mm -hmm. it's tiny it's it's it without risking damage to the board it it's probably better that he reaches out to who he bought it from yeah because those, those type of connectors are wave soldered they're not hand -soldered. yep yep so yep yep um so. that thanks by the way aaron um so yeah real quick on my side um i have not been doing much of anything um i've been assembling uh my cuda kit from lane's planes um i got an epp cuda from lane uh we'll be talking about that here in a little bit um 
but I've been putting that together. Um, but I also have this Tyrannus, Ooh. and this is my radio. I've had it for just over two years, almost. Yeah, and pretty much just over two years. In fact, no, it's already been sold oh, to good. someone who you know. So our good buddy Chip Hunter is the new owner of this radio oh, nice. and he is going to be receiving this in the mail by fedex um so thank you to my uh my team over at fedex at my hotel who is setting me up with shipping for it um but this is going up to him so he can do repairs on his radio um because i have on order from aloft hobbies aqx7 Oh, you decided to and, go there? Oh, yeah. And, 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 wait, because... Wait, 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 stop. <laughs> so, so you're I, I see his, your, your... I see your, his brain turning here. <laughs> go you're on. You're getting rid of your fancy Tyrannus. Uh-huh. To downgrade to a QXM. No. And this is where things get interesting. So, what, what I like about the uh, Tyrannus Plus is that it has the haptic feedback in it. This radio is a regular Tyrannus, which doesn't have the haptic feedback. Also, this is an original Tyrannus, which is probably about three or four years old anyway. Um, so it's starting to... It's not showing any signs of wear and tear, but the gimbals definitely are in need of replacement. And I know what... Um, I know exactly what um, Chip is going to be using this radio for. Um, so he, for his purposes, is absolutely perfect. Um, is, is so he, it's, Is he making his... Uh, his- corporate jet um no no he's basically he's actually going to be taking the main board out of my tyrannus and putting it into his and then using the rest as uh as spare components um no surprise um and so the qx7 is actually going to receive hall effect gimbals immediately so I've got the M7 gimbals ready to go, and I've got the QX7 with the charge kit and the lithium pack, and basically I was able to do all of that for the amount that I sold the radio for. So I get a, a nicer upgraded radio. It takes the AA batteries, as Pat said, which is really really nice. So if the if you lose charge on the on the lithy ion, which it's hard to do, I've charged this radio maybe four times total since I've owned it. Um, so I doubt I'll have any issues on the QX7, which is going to be really really nice. So for um, so the QX7 with the M7 gimbals, Hall Effect, so it's a total radio upgrade. So for the quads and stuff, it's going to fly absolutely fantastically, and I'm really, really excited to do that. Um, the CUDA, I'm actually putting FPV gear on that, because Lane and I were talking about it. So my EPP CUDA is going to receive full FPV gear. Wow, that's going to be and, a fast FPV plane. Oh, yeah, it is. But the, but the, beauty, of, the beauty of it is that it slows down. The EPP one actually can slow down quite nicely. It's, so it can it slow down, down a lot when you hit something. Well, it, yeah, that's <laughs> if you hit it something. But it can slow down to like 35, 40, um, which is nice. Uh, so it can speed up to 80, but it can slow down to 40. So it's a it's a really versatile little uh, platform. That's, that's, that's pretty good range. So yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. So we'll we'll get uh, we'll get moving on that real quick. I know. I know one thing your so, QX7 won't have though. Hmm. Yes. What is that, dude? 
What is that, Jim? Uh, sorry, Bill. That's my uh, new gimbals, but what I did is I took an old set of metal darts. Because yeah. The, uh, the, M9, the M9 gimbals are too small. They're short, Damn, dude. And it works out perfect. Oh, dude, that's, that's oh, that's a fantastic idea. It, it's, well, it's a that... longer throw. And it yeah, makes it they, so much more smoother, but just those those finger taps for the darts, they fit so comfortable. And does it does it fit just exactly? No, I got uh, electric tape underneath them on the threads for now. Okay. But I'm gonna have a friend of mine drill go in deeper, yeah. and tap it so I can go all the way down, and that makes the length as an M3, perfect. right? Oh man, dude, what a great idea! It, they're they're heavier, and they're they're comfortable, and it just. And I'm saying you're a pincher. So for pin so basically guys, for those who are audio only, um Bill has um basically adjusted his radio to get larger extensions on the sticks. Um but for pinching purposes, instead of putting small movements on small sticks, he can do slightly larger movements on long sticks and have the same effect of smooth flight. Dude, that's a brilliant idea. Hey, yeah, can you freeze it so you can keep it on his camera when uh, yeah. he's holding the, the Bill, up? Can you can you uh, can you pr- uh, bring your radio up one more time? Sure, I'm gonna jump out of the chair too and go change the battery. It just beeped. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Here we go. I'm all kinds of excited about this. Yeah, that's pretty. Absolutely fantastic, dude. And they are really pretty. They're like blue and gold, and it's kind of got little divots. Um, through Actually, each they're, layer, they're, they're uh, anodized black, and the the black is almost like grippy tape. It's it's textured. Oh, dude, that's yeah. fantastic! Yeah, they're like thirty dollars set of darts from way back in the day. Yeah, but that's that's awesome, but man. They, they just screwed right on, huh? Um, they will when I'm done. The threads are a little big for the Tranus sticks, but there's enough uh, clearance between where it's just pressed down on on the uh, electrical tape. Where yeah. I can tap into the brass and thread it for the Tyrannus stick and take them all the way the rest of the down right, the rest of the way down and they'll be the perfect height nice they're, they're just a touch high right now to get full throws with with my pinching but once they drop that last quarter inch they'll be perfect that's now, fantastic before you, it, before you put it down though we still haven't seen on the big screen your the, the the extended sticks and it only switches when you're talking and then you pull your oh that's that's for you for everybody else um uh, looking at YouTube, they saw it uh, close oh, up. Did they? Um, okay. Yeah. My bad. Uh, your your view, because basically I have master control. Yeah. Um, for everyone who got a chance to see that, we'll we'll take a snapshot of it yeah, and I'm we'll put it up. I'm gonna post on the forums to to show it. Yeah. yeah uh, can you make enough. make yeah. sure you send me the link and we'll ha- we'll do a hyperlink on our website right. as well. Cool. Um, I'm gonna go switch battery. Switch batteries. I'll be right back. Perfect. No Thank you, sir. Awesome. I, I, so I just went. I just went and checked my uh, darts. They're, they're wooden. Oh. <laughs> well, it just means that you're gonna have to order some now, eh, Pat? <laughs> No, that's All a fantastic right. idea. That's that's. that's yeah, awesome. I love that. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely guys keep keep an eye out. As soon as we get the link from Bill, we'll post it on our website and it will be linked in the show notes. And yes, I will make sure they're in the show notes, guys. So, all right. So let's go ahead and uh, talk real quick um, about two things because two real quick things I want to bring up. Number one is um, thank you. 
so very much to everyone in the community who came and approached us at Flight Fest. Yes. Um, I think Mike and Pat can attest the number of people who approached us uh, to say thank you and to say that you listen and that you really enjoy the show means the world to us. And we cannot thank you guys enough for making Flight Fest as special as it was. Um, I signed a baseball. That was yeah. Uh, we'll talk too. about Andrew. We'll talk about Andrew <laughs> Snyder here. We'll definitely talk about Andrew um, because he he needs to come on the show. He's been a long, long time listener, um, and he's an awesome dude. Yeah. Um, that. But. With that being said, we really, truly want to thank every single person for being there. Yeah, absolutely. The second thing we want to say right off the bat before we get any further is a deep, heartfelt apology. Um, Because uh, our build night was moved at uh, the very last minute. And we know a good number of people who listened to the show and who came into the session late because of the time switch. And Aaron, actually, I'm glad you're here because Aaron was um, a very unfortunate victim of that. Um, Aaron was a volunteer at the entrance of Flight Fest. So he didn't have access to any communication channels that this was being broadcast to. And unfortunately, he did not make the session uh, for our build night. And so... While you're here, Aaron, a deep, heartfelt <laughs> apology yeah, to you. Absolutely. Well, and, 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 and to, to a lot of people, um, we things just it, things just got messed up with all of the rain. The the from the get go, everything yeah. was running behind. The the tents yeah. were not set up because of the rain the we were a day and a half behind on everything right Mm -hmm. and i i i don't know exactly what the details were about all the schedule arrangements but but i'm certain and i said i'm certain that it had to do with uh venues changing because it seemed like everything was all of a sudden happening in the stem tent um and i know there was it looked like there was a spot in one of the build tents where there was a large space that was open and I suspect that was where maybe our uh, build night was going to happen and some other events that happened like Q&As and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that tent just happened to be at the bottom of the bowl. And yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so they had to rearrange. The funny thing was, so I, it, it, this was, this was what Friday, right? Friday. Friday. Yeah. Friday morning. And, and that's why, uh, uh, and, Real quick, before we go a little further, Pat, because I know you want to jump on this a little bit, um, I just honestly wanted to get the uh, the the blanket out there apology to everyone who um, who missed the time, but to everyone who showed support of that build night and who wanted to come in and join us for it, a huge thank you. Um, Because again, you guys are the ones who make these type of sessions possible for us and we really, truly appreciate every single one of you. Yes, um, yeah, we we were... uh, We weren't mad, we we were upset. For the people who had paid money to yeah, be maybe, there, correct, and, and, and so missed it for because you know it, it was last minute. Um, it, it, like I say, I'm not sitting here blaming anybody because no, it, it just was what it was. It was, it was mm-hmm. yeah, it just it just happened. happened. It was out of everyone's control. You know, exactly. Um, and uh, but the funny thing was, I was uh, I was asleep 
that morning in uh, in the camp where the lions had graciously allowed me to stand. And I, I got to figure out. I don't know if it was me or what, but all of a sudden, uh, the lion and Seth stopped sleeping in the camp. So I don't know. Maybe I was gassing. You're you're whirring now. I don't know what's going on with your audio, dude. Yeah, come back in. Yeah, you were well, well, sleeping a lot, Pat. Actually, you've yeah. been sleeping for a pr- pretty long time on a few days. Yeah, we'll we'll fix Pat's audio and we'll we'll let him pick up back from where we were. But th- we'll we'll get more into the details of that story here in just a little bit because we'll we'll bring that up in terms of uh, Friday's uh, session. Yeah, the thing, um, the thing but, is, is, is um, everybody's schedules got screwed up. I mean, the the stem yep. the stem builds yeah. got pushed up, and, and a yep. lot of people yep. got really angry about that. Some yep. people didn't even get their kits or anything. When exactly. It was so. Exactly. Uh, so let's let's talk real quick about Joel. Joel, can I stop you for a sec? Yeah, shoot. When I was talking a few minutes ago, could you guys hear me? Yeah, we could hear. Yeah. You. Okay, because I couldn't. Hear. I, I, this is that was the third or fourth time that my audio is completely dropped out. So whenever that happens, I'm going to bail and come back. That's okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. No worries. Yeah, okay. we got you. But let's uh, let let's rewind a little bit because we'll get more into the details of our build mic because we'll we'll talk about our build mic because we got a lot of really good feedback on it again. Um, but let's rewind and let's talk about the location, 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 location. Um, very important. So let's talk Fury Field in Malvern, Ohio. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. We, we This is the second year I've been in attendance. Um, Aaron, Jim, and Bill, this is your what? You guys have been there pretty much since the beginning, right? That, that oh, Jim, it was your first too? I've, I've been with the Flight Test Forum pretty much since the forum started and uh, Flight Test started, but that was my very first uh, trip to uh, Malvern at, for the Flight Fest. I mean, when, when you're a, a dad, a husband, a grandpa and everything and you got family stuff, sometimes you can't get away. This was the first year I could actually get away and uh, take care of things and my wife held on for it. Well, so glad you got to show up. Heck yeah, yeah bro. Yeah, um, the pipes, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, I was happy to bring the food. How Dude. structured do we want to be with this? Because, because you know, I, I, I just, oh, we're we're just we're starting off this way, uh, but we'll we'll adapt okay, as need so be. I'm gonna go with this right now, um, Jim. Okay, so here's the deal, folks out there listening. So it's we rolled in Thursday night, right? No, no, we rolled in on Tuesday, and uh, so it. Then we went out to dinner to the Mexican restaurant that night. Um, so it, it was Wednesday. Was it Wednesday night? Okay. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim and and, and uh, Bill Cyborg arrived on Wednesday. So here we are in the middle of this flipping, just muddy pig wallow of field, <laughs> and we're eating fresh, freshly cooked fresh. live. Live. Well, they were live. Well, they were live. (laughs) Wait, was it Wednesday night? I'm pretty sure that was Thursday night, wasn't it? It was Wednesday night. Wednesday night was. Okay. So. This guy. This guy. I have to agree. (laughs) Dude, 
we're looking at each other like this is just completely surreal. We're so wait, we're eating, we're eating lobster it, it, that is it like gets off the better boat. than that. It gets better than that though, because first of all, I had to do a double take when when Jim comes over and he's like, "Hey, would you like some lobster?" I was like. He's got to be pulling my leg. There's no way this guy has fresh seafood with him in this field. There's just, there's no way. Well, and all he, of a sudden, he, like, there's another, there's a, the, in, in our camp area. Yeah, in our camp area, I saw, like, there were, like, shells littered, like, all over <laughs> the camp area. So I'm like, this cat isn't joking. This legit main lobster in this field. <laughs> Yeah, and really yeah. good. <laughs> dude. Really good. Dude, okay, f- okay. I have to admit, dude, by far the best lobster I have ever eaten. Well, the only reason and- the best is because he did the uh, DJI dance with each one before he threw it in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you did you sing all the single ladies while you were doing well, it? Yeah, well, he, he kind of sang, but it was more like the sweetest thing, like chick chick <laughs> so we're all hanging out around the pop Ben Greenwald's Papa Papa. And, and uh, Jim's looking for water to boil these lobsters and so there's this oh gallon of water sitting there and I I yell into Ben who's inside the pop up said, Hey Ben, uh we need water for lobster. You mind if he takes it? Ben's looking at me like what are you talking so, huh? like, no, going really, nuts no. dude. Uh, we need water for lobster I'm giving this away and he, he's just looking at me like what is is this a joke is, it's gotta I be a joke it. it's not funny I don't know what he's where he's going with this but he's, he's well and then here comes you back with why with well, well, with fresh and it's 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 the it's the brightest red lobster you have ever seen in your life well like, I'm, I'm sure that probably had something to do with the fact that it had been raining for a day and a half and it was muddy and it was terrible yeah. but i'm gonna say it was still really good yeah <laughs> the, and, the, the and, reason i did it was because <laughs> i really like this community i appreciate the community and when you're coming from maine what are you gonna bring you got blueberries you got uh, moxie and you got lobster so i thought you know so, i'm gonna connect with these guys that mean so much to me in a, but, in a way that you know what is the way to man's heart? You know, you get to this stomach. Right, so you know, stomach. Just bring a little bit of what you got. And that's not and the only thing the guy brought. No, no, a there's more. But wait, there's more. Crap. And and it's like okay, it's like this guy is like, uh, uh, it's like oh hey, I just brought you lobster, but now it's time for dessert. Dessert, yeah. <laughs> And he he knows how to get to a redneck too with strawberry yeah. rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was just a real. Oh, dude. And he wasn't the only guy who brought stuff. A lot of people brought stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Let let let's uh, let's switch gears real quick here and let's talk about what the Belgian brought. <laughs> yeah. Well, it should. It, it pre- pretty much is self-explanatory, and that is two things. 
beer and chocolate. Unfortunately, no, there's just no way I, I can bring live hot Belgian waffles to America because they're going to be all soggy by the time they get there. But then again, Belgian beer and chocolate. And from what I've gathered, the people seem to like it a lot. Yeah. The chocolate oh, yeah. Good. The chocolate was great. Yeah. yeah. Especially the, the girls from the flight test uh, crew. They... They got all ecstatic when they ate. They were like, oh, my God, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, Rick, 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 the 22-year-old, he's like, hey, baby, you're so Yeah, really. <laughs> so, the only thing he needed that. was a van. <laughs> 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 I've been thinking no, about it, but there's, there's no sexual advances were before. made. Yeah, yeah right, Well. <laughs> A white van, no windows. Belgian, Belgian flag on the side. That would have that would have been the money right there. Well, I had it in my hat, so that was something. Yeah, that's true. And still, even there were a lot of people that thought uh, that I was a German. Mm. Well, and there, there's good reason for it too, because there is someone else who yes. is very yeah. famous in the community who makes a very regular appearance at these events, and that. He's in the chat tonight. Mm -hmm. It is Baloo Thomas. Thomas Waldo. For a few minutes, I didn't get the chance to really talk to him. He's one of the guys I really, really wanted to meet, but doing his volunteer thing, man, you don't have time. Oh, yeah. He's been working working his butt off. Oh yeah, and that and that's the thing is Baloo is one of the probably one of the central central cores of the um, of the community. If you've ever written anything on YouTube or Facebook. He's answered you and, in and some you, way. Yeah, if you've been a jerk, he has addressed you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and called oh, you out in some way. That reminds me of a really funny story. Like, I remember one time uh, I replied to one of the flight test videos and I, I was just saying th- something really nice, something, yeah, just uh, congratulating the flight test crew for something. I don't remember exactly what it was. And suddenly there was this person on YouTube that says, uh, says something completely out of context. I believe it was something like I believe it was a, a woman that told me I'm a butt, and I'm like, what, <laughs> what? And Baloo was also like, what, what's. What does what does that have to do with the context here? That is so out of context. Yeah. Baloo puts a smackdown on people who are uh, trying to troll, and yeah. is very very good at it. He he's a he knows how to troll the trolls, which is very difficult to do. But so, so he's a monster I, of it. The fact that she just said you're a butt, like this seem semi aggressive kind of. Um, insult which i don't really consider as an insult that made it all so much more weird because it was so out of context that's too funny welcome but, to your webs but with yeah, with that with that being said talking on the on the subject of food sorry pat did you did you want one more little thing yeah, there I, I did want to do i did want to make one more blue mention um if you see me sit here during the podcast and open a beer under the table that's thanks to Baloo who felt bad for me because I was opening beers with my channel lock tires so thank you <laughs> are you serious? I, have a bottle opener. I had no idea about I that no, hang on. <laughs> hey, I, I will show you hang on don't get sick of this 
Yeah, okay. Uh, everyone, oh, just close your eyes for a second while uh, Pat moves it under the table. Oh, yeah, and we just lost, lost the camera. camera. What? <laughs> <laughs> Reconnect, Pat. Yeah, really. Uh, hopefully he's wearing pants Are today. Are you wearing pants today? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Mike. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Wait, wait. In the meantime, I'm going to see if I still can find that comment. I'm back. Woohoo! Oh god! Oh, what god. was that? Oh, and he's <laughs> gone again. Octopus there. He's gone. <laughs> and he's gone again. Oh boy! What is All going right. on? I don't know, dude. Whatever is going on. I. This is why I can't have nice things. No. Well, we knew that anyway. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> I gotta switch to. He's he's killing us here. He's gonna make my editing oh, I, I, a pain. I a helicopter up in his. Rafters. Yeah, I did see that too. <laughs> yeah, I did see that real quick. Oh, my camera, camera went. I, I quit. Crashes every time comes off the table. <laughs> yeah, I quit. <laughs> yeah, put your, put He's your gone. Back. Put your camera back, <laughs> and we'll 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 continue on. And so, <sighs> all right. Chaos let, let, let the chaos begin. It never yeah, ends. It never. It never. It never ceases to begin. Um. But <laughs> oh boy! All right, so going back into it, so um, with with talking back about the mud a little bit, um, I arrived in Malvern on Tuesday, and I had every intention of um, arriving at Fury Field very first thing early Wednesday morning. And I sent a text over to Mike, and Mike was like, don't you dare come in. Dude, if you even try and come in, you are getting stuck in the mud, yep. and you ain't getting out. And I said, okay, I won't come then. I was going to come in, I was going to help, I was going to volunteer a little bit. Um, it was too and bad. I didn't, I didn't know how bad it was until Facebook started popping up. Um, I, I had seen some images from Pat pop up, um, and Ryan had taken a good number of uh, things with Joshua Orchard. Um, but it was bad. Um, just to put it into context of how much rain we had, um, uh, per, this is, by the way, this information comes directly from Andre Russo, so take it with a grain of salt. But According to him, we had 160 million. Are you saying can't be trusted? <laughs> it's in. Oh, it's in God, it, liar. Uh, no, I didn't say he's a liar, but it's in metric, so it's got to be wrong. <laughs> so, according to Andre, there was 160 millimeters of rain, right? Which is 16 centimeters. So, so yeah, that's that's that much, right? So you guys know what a weather vane tube looks like for um, rain collection or whatever. That's a lot of rain. Uh, per this, uh, that is approximately six About inches. Yep. Uh, yeah, exactly. To, exactly, to Aaron. that point, when we first got there, the, fr the second thing we did was first get some lady unstuck because she got caught in the field. And then as we were walking down to meet and see who was down in the line, there was guys with the little toy boats from Walmart racing the boats in the tire rack. <laughs> Are you serious? Dead serious. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, dude. In tire ruts full of water. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yep. I did see a few oh guys with goodness. RC cars driving around in the field at midnight though, and they had really really bright headlights. Yeah, there there were a good good amount of ground vehicles um, the, the, at the Flight one, Fest. The ones that I think was they actually had armed security riding around at night. Yes. 
Yes, they did. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, it, it. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but hmm. it was needless to say, the amount of rain that we had was stupid. Um, I out of everyone here, did anyone else have to um, swim to their tent? Um, mine ended up in a puddle on uh, Wednesday evening. Well, Thursday morning, I woke with a puddle in my tent. Oh, fun. So did Rick. Huh? <laughs> that funny? Sorry, what was that? Say again? Puddles of water in your tent? <laughs> yeah. That probably had to do with the fact that uh, Pat's tent wasn't properly waterproofed. <laughs> well, I, I did bring, in my defense, I did bring the properly waterproofing equipment to properly waterproof it. Uh, but as soon as the tent was set up, it poured, and then it poured some more, and then it kept yeah. raining. So yeah, you, you, you can't waterproof it while it's being. For which yeah. I also want to thank no. uh, Josh Orshid once again, real great guy, uh, for me could, having. I mean, I could borrow his tent, so that's really nice of him. So if you're listening, Josh Orshid, thank you. I appreciate awesome. it. One awesome, thing about awesome. tents is when the water is going over the top of them. If you touch the sides of the tents, it'll draw the water in. What you need to do mm. is not have anything touching the walls, so it'll just keep on shedding on the outside. Yep. Yeah, the way we had, yeah. we, had the, we had the canopy over our two tents split between us. And uh, with my neck, I brought a beanbag chair and a couple of pillows so I can keep my, my angle up. And that was propped up against the back of the tent. And that's, it did exactly what Jim just said. It had wicked huh. in and started. Oh, dude. I'm underneath the uh, beanbag and felt the wet, and I was like, yeah, time to get up. Oh, jeez. Nice. <laughs> Aaron, you've been really quiet over there. Um, what was your <laughs> What was your camp setup situation like? Well, I, uh, I showed up uh, Tuesday about four hours later than I expected because on the way in, uh, my RV decided to break the serpentine belt. So I was stuck on the side of the interstate. And luckily, I had one to change, um, but it's very hard to do with one person. <laughs> uh, my daughter was with me, but she just wasn't tall enough to help. So, uh, But when I showed up, it was shortly after a big downpour that came on Tuesday, which was probably the bigger rain amounts we got. Mm. And so I had no choice but to pull into the Fury driveway and absolutely hated doing that uh, to find some information because that early people weren't really uh, volunteers weren't at their posts or anything yet, of course. Yeah. And making the situation worse, what what was intended on being the um, the layout of the event? It didn't end up going to plan. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. I, I think I think Nick is a really good example of why it didn't work out. Um, Mike, do you want to fill everyone in as to what happened with poor Nick? Well, Nick decided he was going to pull his big RV in. And, and this is Nick wait, Simpson, wait, 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 wait. by the way. Guys, guys uh, are you talking about Nick Lechner or Nicholas Sim- Simpson? Simpson. Nick Simpson. All righty. Okay. So Nick Simpson brings his big giant... RV and he just comes driving in and he gets in so far and stops and that's where it set the whole rest of flight fest <laughs> right next to Who's the, the vendor area right at the vendor area right at the vendor area that big brown RV sitting right next to the poor ladies over with the uh, rotary club yep. that was Nick 
<laughs> so yeah, we all calling Nick, you out, brother. <laughs> yeah, Nick. Nick ordered drinks and candy through his uh, back window of his RV. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was super convenient. Well, and, and here's the thing, though, is is and and well, I don't want to give Nick too much trouble, but you know, other than the fact of where he put it, because that's one of the hardest working guys at Flight yeah. Fest. Oh, I mean, hundred percent. Hundred percent. 100%. Yeah, he, he worked like a dog, and I, I worked with him a little bit on Thursday um, doing some lighting because build tents weren't up yet properly, but that's because of the rain. Um, no, in all seriousness, it was uh, – he, he's one of the, the greatest. We, we constantly joke with him – uh, with the Freefall RC guys, um, as he is a he's a relatively uh, common fixture on our show now, and uh, the joke being that he keeps going back and forth uh, between Freefall and us, but we'll we'll keep him as a uh, as a semi permanent host. <laughs> I'd, I'd stack Jim up against anybody as far as what got done over on flight test, man. That that dude's oh, yeah. energizer bunny. He didn't stop the whole time. I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's let, let, let's talk a little bit about the volunteering uh, thing a little bit because uh, we yeah. we have the, these three guys, Rick as well. Rick did some volunteer work out there as well. Um, but the the three gentlemen, other than Rick, um, are probably some of the hardest working individuals that we have um, at Flight Fest in terms of volunteers. Um, Aaron is probably most well known for your greeting position that you, uh, that, that's been your position, what, for two years, three years running now? Uh, well, it just it bounces back and forth between parking and greeting, just whatever's needed. Um, I've been welcome to work anywhere. Just I keep getting stuck out there, but it's great to be the first first person everybody meets, uh, especially when people like uh, Chris Rack Congle. I can't say his name. Ron Chris from Delaware, Ryan, you're correct. That guy was a well, beast. Wait, wait, yep. wait. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to make sure we talked about Chris from Delaware. I don't know what yeah. his last name is. I um, don't either. I don't think I, I have Chris from Delaware. Yeah, there is also another Thanks, person Luis, that by I the still way. haven't figured the name of that I really want to thank the bottom of my heart, but we can get to that when as soon as we go to the honorary mentions in, from the last day at the volunteer meeting. Hey, well, look who joined! Hello, Ben. Hey, Ben. Late to the party, but ladies and gentlemen, the person who just joined us is none other than Ben Harbour, Boeing engineer and EDF expert, um, and owner of the very angry bee. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the welcome re welcome returning guest host Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, just to, just to get back to the uh, the greeters, <laughs> talking about yeah. greeters, the, <laughs> sorry, the the things that kept changing every day. Um, we were sending people into the field one day, and over to the football field the next day. Yeah. Um, <coughs> people can, were so parking in camping spots. <laughs> can you? Can you? dive in a little bit to the um the transportation that uh was procured by flight test <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, the 
the really big <laughs> yellow bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can because I had to go sit down in the parking lot for a while. Yeah. Um, so, Flight Test bought a bus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. It was just down the street. And it was what was, easy, uh, what so was wait, really uh, funny so, is, is I didn't have anybody to drive it. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, so yeah, I don't know the backstory to this. See, my impression—I know a was, little bit of it—was <laughs> flight test with forethinking said we've been through this before, 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should have a bus on hand in case. But, but that's not what happened. Correct. That is not what happened. So, what happened is the on-site parking situation became challenging on thursday and friday as we all know yes <laughs> putting it kind of, because of the situation that happened with all the mud so is by the way double a is that who i think it is is that who i think it is is that um is that adam drain right no, there double a is another aa ron oh it's another aaron sorry i thought you were adam drain i apologize getting distracted here um so anyway the the situation for parking became challenging and so flight tests um started to park everyone who was coming as day parking over at the school uh that was around the corner um but they were shuttling everybody in by golf cart um Everyone very quickly realized that that method of transportation was probably not the best method to bring everyone back and forth. So in Bixler's infinite wisdom, and we love Josh dearly, um, but um, their thought was, let's buy a bus to get everyone back and forth. And so with knowledge um, of Mr. Fury, uh, they procured a school bus and now flight test has a school bus <laughs> in that fleet. You got to go by the way Josh thinks the absolute though. Absolute so, men. <laughs> the way Josh thinks though, you got to look forward to that becoming like flight flight test version of the Partridge Family bus. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's exactly, <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. I want to I want to be let loose on that thing. Yeah, you know, you know, Chad Lewis is going to be spending a lot oh, of time. Oh, oh yeah. Was, oh, it was. I would so love to help them, but unfortunately, I'm not able to paint cars. <laughs> it was a conversation. <laughs> I, would I would volunteer. It was a conversation that lasted a very, very long time. Someone oh. needs to hide a red button on there. That says, yes. do not push. Even <laughs> the red button. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah, and then there was also like the discussion about in what kind of palette would they paint it or what model. And most people were like, paint it like a B-17. And I immediately thought, paint it like a Memphis Bell. Paint it like a Memphis yep. Bell. Just do that. Please. And we've got to hire Joshua Orchard to do all the rivets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could afford him. Yeah, no, I don't think At so. At least pay that guy. The rivets were uh, too nice. It deserves it. Yeah, I mean, hundred uh, percent. Other positions. Uh, let but let's talk about uh, Patrick Hines for a second. Oh uh, I don't want to. I don't oh want to go a show without mentioning Patrick Hines um, and also someone else who was with Patrick. But I yeah. think I'll let Mike go into that a little bit. Um, but Patrick, Patrick Hines. Patrick is is the electrical genius that is the electronic infrastructure of Flight Fest. So we cannot have electricity at that event 
if it weren't for Patrick. So huge shout out to Patrick for getting all of the electronics uh, set up and getting the generators in gear. Um, The very entertaining story of how we couldn't get air conditioning over to the store tent because we couldn't move it through the mud. Those things things were godsend. Yeah, it was amazing when it arrived, but yeah, the fact that we didn't have it for two days because of the um, the, the mud was pretty pretty laughable. Um, but in all honesty, Patrick, you are you are fantastic. We really appreciate all the hard work that you put in. Yeah. Um, you're welcome. And I, you're welcome. Oh wait. Oh uh, yeah, not, not you. Are, Wrong, okay. Patrick. Okay. And now I'm going to pass it on <laughs> to Michael Fenley to talk about another Michael who was at Flight Fest, yeah, who we've got to give so a huge shout out to. Crazy. Not well, to mention this, the Josh's. Six thousand people. Somebody's going to cross somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> We, we got to give Patrick Hines a little bit of kudos as well for even extending a invitation to Mr. Michael slash Crash Hancock for oh, yeah, yeah. letting him stay in his RV and everything. Um, it was such a pleasure to meet Crash. Um, for the people that don't know, if, if you ever listen to the Crashcast uh, podcast or Angle of Attack, um, Mr. Crash Hancock is having some health issues, and we are so thankful that he was able to come out and spend some time with the Flight Fest group. Um, Mm -hmm. He uh, um, has stopped all his uh, treatment pretty much and is going to live the rest of his life, and we hope and pray that it's a very long, you know, life but uh this was his first flight fest and wow people need to go back and listen to the uh the flight fest recap on the angle of attack podcast because that guy um he gave a lot of kudos to the flight fest and the flight test crew and of course all the um volunteers and everything and i am humbled to meet that guy um such a fantastic individual and has such a uh, a wonderful outlook on life and and uh it was it was an honor to meet him so yeah that, that was uh that was one of the highlights of, of my short unfortunately shortened time there um you know i want to introduce myself he had no idea who i was and then that's fine but you know in terms of what we do is podcasting in the rc community that guy is definitely a a pioneer and it was wonderful to be able to meet him and to see him there after knowing what he's been through yep yeah I and on top of it, it was good to press flesh. Yes, yes, yes Aaron, hundred yeah. percent. Press and flesh. <laughs> and and a real huge thank you for all of the kind words that he yes. said about everyone he met um, in the community at, at um, the event on the Angle of Attack podcast. Um, I don't. I believe it's episode twenty seven mm, um, or thirty. I'll, you keep talking. Can you can you get up. the episode number? <laughs> yep, I will. Um, but Crash did a. Yes, exactly, Aaron. Um, Crash did a, a review of the of the event uh, for the guys at Angle of Attack, and he mentioned several names. And Mike and I uh, came up. It is no, episode. Yeah, it's episode Y O two E twenty eight. So that's best guest year two episode twenty eight of the Angle of Attack. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, year two, episode twenty-eight. Um, the the way they do it is they do it in seasons, seasons, um, by year. Um, so year two, episode twenty-eight of Angle of Attack with Crash, and thank you, brother. Truly, it, yes. it brought Absolutely. a tear to my eye for sure. Uh, some of the things that you you said, and yes, granted, I am the shortest human being you have ever met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, immediately was, noticeable when I saw you. <laughs> he was Whoa. he was giving Lane star trouble, and then he goes, "You know, I thought Lane was short until I met Joel." <laughs> I'm, I'm, I beat Lane. I'm never I'm never gonna forget the the. The, the greeting that we had me and joel and michael that that was a funny moment <laughs> Wait, michael was that's just you he was screaming to me and i was like mike oh how are you brother and then a little later joel popped up and i was like damn he's small <laughs> <laughs> oh that was yeah oh, that was amazing <sighs> yeah it was it was a it was grand absolutely grand yeah, even uh. though the wearer was the wear sucked at it the beginning. Was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, I, I think there, so. But first times were really not fun. <laughs> that was character building weather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It was. That was make or break tape weather. Um, you know, I. I I'm. I'm used. I to, not I'm used to, to bad weather on festivals anyway, so. It's it's nothing special for me. The only thing that was a little different was the tornado alarm that sounded off in the very first beginning. But <laughs> but when that happened, the center well, of the storm was already probably five miles off. So well, so so we rolled in on uh, Tuesday. We got there around three o'clock. I'm mm-hmm. thinking three three thirty somewhere in there. And uh, first person I see, I think as we're driving in, it, it, it spawns. So wait to him. Or say hi, uh, and then we pull in with the and uh, next to Ben's pop up and get out of the truck and like just off to the west, you can see this wall cloud just hanging down. And yeah, so really I mean, it was just it, it was a curtain, a gray, dark, dark, angry gray curtain coming at us. And mm-hmm. I pulled the truck over to uh, the camper that I was staying with Ryan. I unloaded everything as quickly as possible. Pulled back to uh, drove back across the vendors area and parked um, next to Ben's pop up again, and uh, the heavens just opened. Yeah, it that just was freaking. The wind picked up. This tent there, this gray tent that I I thought was uh, Ben's tent, Ben Greenwald's tent, because it looked exactly like what we stayed in last year, Mike. Uh, you mean as well. And um, so this thing is like bowing in. The windows are open. So I unzip and I step in and there's Jeff. I don't know Jeff's last name, but he's bald. He hung out with the guys that were across from us, like that crazy Pete dude, um, (laughs) Raffy. 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 I'm like, oh. Anyway, you had to be there, but um, <laughs> it, it was it was crazy, and it that was Tuesday night, right? That, was that was Tuesday that? during the day? That was Tuesday during the day, right? That was, or was that Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, that was the first. Yeah, that was Tuesday. I mean, yeah, even we, before the rain hit, you could see the clouds already swirling. It was pretty yeah. ominous looking. 
Yeah, I I remember we were driving uh, out of West Virginia into Ohio at that point, and we just barely missed that rain. So I, I definitely feel for all of you guys. Yeah, I, I believe we did too as well, Pat. Didn't we? I what? mean, most most of the drive we no, had. No, no, no. The, the drive out. We, we had very nice weather driving out. It, it was once we got into uh, the as we approached Canton, you know that area. Uh-huh. It, it's when things started to get nasty, and, and they just that nastiness just hung around for about three days. <laughs> Well, you guys that are not from the Midwest just doesn't understand tornadoes and all that. That wasn't any big Yeah, no, you no, have it. You have the, it pretty rough. <laughs> the siren, the, so we're standing there, and, and like Rick said, the, the main part of the storm seemed to have passed, but then these sirens started going off, and I'm thinking to myself, well, Ohio, they get tornadoes pretty regularly. In fact, um, I, I Eric hasn't made this real public or anything, but Eric Monroe and his wife and daughter – recently bought a house uh not far from the canton airport and uh about two weeks after settling on the house and they did a ton of work to get the loan and everything about two to three weeks after settling uh i guess it was just before flight fest yeah it was a couple uh, of weeks a, a tornado hit their neighborhood oh jeez! Uh, wow. and an enormous amount of damage was done fortunately for them their house was spared um but i'm standing there on this field i'm looking around and i'm watching people i'm i'm waiting for a reaction to see (laughs) should i run somewhere should i yeah yeah should i just just drop drop for cover i'm screwed and you know i'm just gonna enjoy the last i I remember Uh, i remember you said to uh me like if if Austin's not running, we're not supposed to run. We're exactly. Good. <laughs> Austin's standing over smiling and laughing. I'm like, okay, I guess we're okay. I'm a bomb technician. If you see me running, try and keep up. <laughs> uh, classic one. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was uh, that was that was interesting to me. Um yeah, and then it, the weather just didn't improve for about three days. It, it well, right. it, it starts with two impr- – and I have to admit, it, it was bad Thursday, but I don't think it was as bad as they were thinking it was going to be. Uh, well, they um, were some doom and gloom people then because it yeah. was pretty darn bad Thursday morning. Uh, Thursday, Thursday – Wednesday, Wednesday night was – wet but i wouldn't mm-hmm. say it was stormy or dangerous in well, any way the no. way it was on tuesday um but thursday was just persistent rain it, yeah. it was very persistent regularly paced rain and it didn't stop it much until the overnight hours and then yeah. into friday morning it rained maybe for about an hour on friday morning but then after that it yeah, stopped, the rain and it didn't rain again. Not so much of a problem. The biggest problem, of course, was the terrain, because yeah, yep. it was just completely messed well, up, soggy. You know, mushy. we. 2015 was the most was how fast that stuff started drying out and, and yeah agreed that was just amazing even when yeah, yeah. before they started putting the hay out mm-hmm. that, just the walkway between the tents and stuff where we were that agreed dried right up yeah totally in fact 
one thing that I noticed is how humid it got because of how quickly the earth was drying. It was just all soaking up into the atmosphere. It was yep. so in, unbelievably in humid. Into the comforter, into the pillows. Yep. Everything. <laughs> everything Every, I think squishing. everyone, everything Friday, everyone Friday morning was complaining about humidity. <laughs> I had other things to complain about Friday morning. Well, we know about yeah. that. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I just want to jump on uh, Ben real quick because uh, Ben, you had an in, uh, a little bit of fun arriving to a uh, flight fest. Me? This Ben? Yeah, you. Yeah, this Ben. Tell us about your arrival experience. My arrival experience was decidedly different. It wasn't that bad. If you're remembering part of the story that I'm not, you'll have to remind me. But, no, I just, I mean, just <laughs> elaborate. In, um, I mean, I, I flew into Pittsburgh and then drove over uh, to uh, my hotel in Minerva and unloaded some stuff there and then immediately came over and because i was there doing a booth i had sent stuff ahead uh so i had uh, one giant like rectangular tall box full of swag stuff and then uh another big like flat pack um like 30 by 40 inch by two inch poster box uh, and so anyway, all this stuff got sent and the address that I gave them, apparently there's like multiple ways you can deliver addresses over there. And so my boxes and on Tuesday, I think got delivered Monday and Tuesday, they got delivered to, uh, a nice woman. Uh, I forgot her name. I think Michelle or Stephanie, um, in, in the northeast corner of Fury Field. Her house is like just off the property. And so she calls me and says, um, Ben Harbor, I have boxes on my porch with your name on them. <laughs> and so I then frantically start calling Jordan and Austin, see if they can help. And they were really, really great. And Austin ran over and picked him up and put him in the hangar next to his dad's uh, RV. Um, the RV7. Yeah, the RV7. And so when I got, drove in, I picked up boxes and started setting stuff up. And yeah, it was it was squishy and muddy. But, uh, I, it had pretty much already been. You guys had been through the worst of it by the time I I got there. Um, Thursday, like you said, was wet, but uh, I was I was stuck inside of the tent all day, pretty much. Um, hey, just just a quick question about that uh, booth you guys had us up. Did you guys do uh, a video of your uh, box? No, I those one shifts. I I didn't. Um, sorry, I'm trying to adjust my volume, so I'm not too loud. But I'm sure Joel is going to track me on that. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought about that afterwards. I should have done – let's put all my notes for, for next time if there is a next time uh, to, to put video up of the Q&A sessions. Um, I didn't really have a plan for those. I just wanted to ha give an opportunity for people to, to ask mm -hmm. questions. If they, you know, didn't come by the booth or if they, you know, just wanted to ask questions, I just wanted to give that, that opportunity. And so I think both of them went pretty well I, once people got kind of warmed up and actually started asking questions. Yeah, because yes. like this, I had a whole bunch of questions I wanted to talk to you about and sorry, getting busy on the uh, volunteer stuff. I didn't get a chance to see any of it. Okay. 
Yeah, it was like kind of a head. shame because I also wanted to talk to you, to you, Ben, a little more. But yeah, seeming that you were busy a lot, I didn't really step by to say anything, and I was also busy building my own stuff. So yeah, sorry about that. But oh, did, I'm sorry. I mean, if you saw me in the booth, come by and ask me questions. I mean, that's that's what I was there for. So so Ben, from from the Boeing side of things, did, did you feel like you accomplished what you were hoping to accomplish with, with the company? Well, other than I got to send it. you there. <laughs> I have to always clarify, you know, it's, I, I kind of brought this up to, you know, my management and yes, I mean, Boeing, we had a division in Boeing called the diversity council and they're the ones that sponsored this booth. Um, but it's really, I mean, I feel Ben, I feel it was successful and now it's a matter of me sort of communicating back up the food chain and showing people what happened and, and to, and show them, you know, sort of make the case that it was successful. Cause yeah. for the most part, I mean, Boeing, it's weird for me. I know it's, it's very different perspectives, you know, from depending on what you know of Boeing and where you are in, in your you know, particular walks of life. But when I think of Boeing, it's this multinational 160,000 employee corporation. So for people to say, did Boeing think it was successful? I'm like, well, Boeing didn't really know what was happening. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of but, Boeing. Um, yeah. You know, that's, I, one of the, that's, that's one of the things that Irby Allen's asking is, uh, did you get yeah. debriefed? I, I mean, the process. So I made a review, I made a recap um, report, and I did, you know, I do my own vlogs, and I yeah. I did a couple of like talk clips that uh, were geared mostly towards uh, talking to or something that I would put together for Boeing. So I sort of made a um, an internal vlog that showed it was a little more fast paced cuts, you know, showing more of the event, um, showed our booth. And I put that in a, in a PowerPoint with a bunch of other stuff. And that's great. And so that's in the process of being reviewed by people nice. um, as their schedules allow. Uh, Cause there's a ton going on uh, at all levels. So it's, it's my, my, you know, my task right now is to show, to help it get visibility. And yeah. now that we've been there once, uh, and everyone that has seen my recap, you know, thinks that mm -hmm. it was great. And, you know, is all, you know, thankful that, that I pushed it and that I took the booth there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, no, really. You no, know, it's hard. I want to make sure that, that Boeing has a presence because I think that's important, but I also want to make sure that it's not just me. I don't want to be, that Boeing guy, because there's so much more within the company. There's so many other people that, you know, can con contribute stuff. There were two other gentlemen that were attending just on their vacations and they found out right. mm -hmm. that I was taking a Boeing booth yep. or that I, that the Boeing was showing up. One of them emailed me. He's like, Hey, I didn't know Boeing was going to be there. And I'm like, yeah, we are. And so they actually both volunteered a few hours yeah. of their time on their vacation. Oh, that's amazing. And, and one of them was from Philly. One was from Huntsville. The guy from Philly brought so, brought stuff from stuff that he had worked on. That he was the guy that brought that giant prop and motor yep. on Monster, display. Yeah. Oh wow, um, that, dude. That, that looked amazing. <laughs> yeah. Ben, do you have uh, if you have his contact information? Can you forward it to me because I do want to get in contact with him. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah, What's his name? 
Oh, his, so the the guy from Philly, his name yeah. was Dwayne. Yeah, name drops. Dwayne Myers, and the other guy was Dan Anderson. He was from uh, Huntsville, and he's he plays with Rockets, so he's he's good. He has even more fun than I do, probably. Oh, that's awesome, man. And he's, he also quick, I mean, just he um, does Civil Air, Civil Air Patrol, and I think I saw his son just got um like promoted oh, that's or got very cool some, some they had a big thing that they just shared about um but oh, yeah, the thing that i awesome. want to make sure is that obviously that continues in some capacity but mm-hmm. i don't want to be the one-stop shop because while i do work there that's not like my and i'm proud of it obviously but that's not like my identity I, i'd rather be you know benny and his jets than benning the boeing guy <laughs> benny <laughs> and <laughs> his jets dude <laughs> and hang on just a minute that's, oh that's my Patrick's goodness fault. patrick did that one that's amazing, Pat. <laughs> what I do, girl. That's a great title, man. Yeah. Holy so crap. Tells of things you can do in, in America uh, that you cannot do in Europe. Like, for instance, one of these things is like you can be the, the private owner of a jet aircraft and sign it off as a civilian aircraft, even if it's a fire jet. And you can oh, have yeah. that in America. In, in oh, my yeah. country, you, you can have that. Well, you just can't. Yeah. It, it, it's possible, but not many of us unfortunately yeah, but even that, have that. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but given that I have um, family where I can go to and go out and do uh, general aviation, that's another thing that I feel really grateful for. And yeah, it's also one of these things that not many people in my country can say that they can do as well. And yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ben, thank you so much uh, for diving into some of the the details there. And um, I kind of want to move because, guys, I I don't want to eat everybody's time. I think it's amazing that we've got all of you uh, as guest hosts on. And I think each of you deserve to come on individually on your own show and talk more about individually what you guys are doing in RC. Um, Just kind of bringing it back to uh, Flight Fest a little bit. I kind of want to want to talk a little bit about hey buddy um talk a little bit uh about um i'm gonna talk about flying and then crashing and then i want to bring up lane's award um uh, real quick with uh mike because mike and i did some talking with lane stair and go go for it mike really quickly before uh before we get away i want to thank Ben Harbor for what I have right here. <laughs> and for you people that don't know, this is an A4, and right here it does say Benny and his jets on it, just so someone, you know. Someone That's defeated that because I didn't do that. Awesome. I know you didn't do that. I just did it. That's amazing. Did he not just give me that, but he also gave me a 70 millimeter EDF and the FZ Wow. Yes. And yeah, Ben, I, I thank you for this because yeah, <laughs> the uh, Grand Esprit. If anybody knows what a Grand Esprit is, it's 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 a uh, it's a late seventies uh, Woody uh, sailplane with an eleven foot wingspan, and this thing is going to power it. So, oh, so that's sweet. awesome, dude! That's a big plane. That is yeah, a very big plane. Yeah, so, so, so Ben, I didn't get anything. <laughs> Left too early. <laughs> I'm teasing you, buddy. Know. You yeah, know I'm teasing you. Amazed me all the different people I met, like um, Rocky Boy, Jonathan. Cruz, oh yeah, 
he, he, oh, he, dude. Came, he came in and we saw him as he was pulling in and we yelled to him. The first thing he does, he gets out of the car, shakes my hand, gives me a hug, and then hands me this box full of quad parts. And he goes, here, I hope these will help you for your, your 100 mile an hour build. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And, and that was amazing. That, that's just one other testimony to, to show mm-hmm. how great the community really is. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what yeah. I was just getting ready to say. This community yeah. is like no other. Like I've been in a, to a lot of communities, but nothing, absolutely nothing feels even remotely close to how amazing this community is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People understand, and, they get yeah, gratitude. Um, I mean, when you've been given so much, how do you not share what you've been given and, and just give out? I mean, it's exactly it's better to give. It was, uh, it was a really awfully big grind to get here, but... <laughs> It was it was so worth it. Yeah, it was and, so and, worth it. and with that being said, um, I, I think honestly, because I think everybody kind of feels the same way, and we'll get into that kind of around the flying and the crashing a bit. Um, but I think this year kind of felt different. I don't know whether yeah. it was the rain or something just made it feel well, different. Yeah. But well, okay, so at, we have heard it from <laughs> several people. Yeah. RC After Hours said the same thing. We've heard it from several people, and I do want to have this discussion. But, but yeah. But before, we, I, and I know, I know we are going along here, and we need to wrap it up at some point. But before we do, I want to make sure that we. I, one thing I wanted to hear from the people who were there for the first time, I want to hear their impressions uh, yeah. of Lightfest. But okay, sorry, Joe, go ahead. No, no, no. What I was going to say was, but at the heart of it all, even though the event was different and it felt different, the members of the community who we all know and love, who everyone knows who they are, and everyone who speaks to us, everyone who's on the show right now, to everyone who's going to be on in the future, you guys make everything possible and you guys make the event what it is and what makes everything fun we we wouldn't be here without you guys and we definitely love seeing you all even though the event may have been different we still love seeing you guys we still love talking to you and we still so appreciate meeting every single one of you but like pat said i totally agree um so jim it was your first time bill was it your first time too yes sir all right, Jim and Bill, and actually Ben Harbour, you were here last year, right? You were your first year was last year too, right? Yes, first year. So you're with Sorry, you're with you're these with me. No, no, no. Well, you and I will talk after these two. So real quick, let let's talk to Jim and Bill about what their initial experience with Flight Fest was. Go ahead, brother. You go. Well, like I was saying before, I'd been with uh, the forums for a while. I've been connecting with people on the forums. So, I mean, there was already a, a, a good attachment there. And, and before the forums, I, I just really enjoyed the, the wholesome nature of, uh, of flight tests and, and what they were uh, um, putting out. And I had um, been in contact with some of those guys just lightly. And, and I just appreciated it. So, I mean, that was, like I said before, why I wanted to just really connect with you guys with the lobsters and the pies and all that stuff. That was, that was just a, a friendly gesture, but I mean, to get there, um, I remember what, uh, what, uh, Dan Cruz said, if, if all you do, if all you want to do is just come and fly, you, you, you just, just stay home. I, I mean, 
And, 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 and he was, he hit it on the head. So when I came, yes, my goal was to, to connect, to serve, to be a part of something that's much bigger than me. And, and so if I got to fly that, that was going to be a bonus. So from the moment I got to, we got there and we're setting up and pushing trucks out of the mud and stuff. I, I was happy. I was happier than pig and slop. So, I mean, it, it was great. And, and to just th- see things, people, but that character building, it, it was great. People weren't getting so down or at least I wasn't seeing it. And then finally, when people were flying, I see there was this one girl, I don't recall her name and seeing her and her father out there and her, she's grinning ear to ear. I mean, that, that is priceless stuff. And, and to connect with these people and and then for me as a believer on Sunday to worship with some of these people, I mean, it just got better and better. And, and the, it was, I, I came away with that with, with no regrets. And, and I flew just a couple of times. One of those things to, to build there, he loaned me his gremlin, which I've been having a problem with my gremlin build. He loaned me his and, and we just had a great time. So I, I thank God for, for the time that we had. I, I was not let down. I was completely satisfied in every way. Awesome. Awesome. And that's that's what it should be about. Yeah, from, from, I was so happy to hear that you were coming uh, and Cyborg was coming because I, I I mean, like you said, you, but you, you're a moderator on the forum and you have been for, I can remember. And finally being able to meet you in person was, was so awesome. And, and you're such a good guy. Uh, as are, everybody in the community seems to be that way. Yeah. Um, so it, it just, it meant a lot to me to be able to meet people that I've known for a long time through the forum, but had never met in person. So it, that is the best thing about Flight Fest. 100%. And stop being the table. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and... And um, with that being said, now just as a as a curious point of comparison, Ben, did you ha- see any noticeable difference between this year and last year? Um, aside from the more obvious physical stuff, like the the weather, um, it it did feel differently. Um, so East sixteen was my first flight fest, and then I went to Flight Fest West earlier this year. And one of the things that I made a point to tell Josh, and he also asked, um, made a point of asking too, um, is that the community aspect still translated even to the West. Uh, it still felt like Flight Fest. It, it was different. It was a little smaller. But, uh, but then to this year, something was a little different. And I, I feel, um, I mean, I didn't volunteer um, this year at East, but so I wasn't maybe in and around as many places as you guys. But the one thing that I noticed, it seemed like the staff, um, mostly Josh, but all of the staff seemed to be trying to do too much. Um, like there, it's like they had a more on their schedule than they could actually accomplish. And yeah, I had so that feeling that too all the time. was the, the sense that I got that felt different from last year. So everything kind of felt either rushed or pushed or they were surprised by something. Yeah. <laughs> how, yeah. much, how much of that was them trying to fit um, what was missed on the first two days it, into the last two days? That's very possible. Then what was throwing the, the things off? That just I mean, the yeah, the weather, the weather mess of the, the 
you know, setting up the week the way the weather did. Um, jo- I ran into Jordan when I first rolled in, and she's like, "Yeah, I am really not happy with Mother Nature right now." <laughs> um, and and I felt for that, but so that that definitely messed things up. But I, it didn't seem like it was something that 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 was the the only culprit. I mean, I, like the Flugtag build, I think added an extra level of just stuff um that mm-hmm. just was an extra energy drain or extra you know energy uh, attention suck for for the yeah. staff and i don't think that they should have not done it but i think maybe they should have got more volunteer leaders involved to it's, help oversee that because um, every time i walked over there it was really cool to see josh there working with all the kids but <laughs> and i and i know his heart and i'd i'd want to do exactly what he's doing but there's a point at which you have to be able to say okay i trust these people and i will come in and check in you know once a day or something like that and but other than that i can't be everywhere all the time right yeah and and, and i kind of i i, I kind of and it's hard because like the guys on um rc after hours said they couldn't exactly put their finger on what it was that made it feel different um you know i I almost feel, and I don't know if anyone else is, else agrees with this, but in terms of the layout, I don't think the layout worked at all. Now, yeah, in terms I of the, I, I don't, like the I don't necessarily think that the weather helped, but the layout of having everything clustered so tightly packed together. I don't. I don't think that that worked in the way that they intended. And I, also I'm having. My hand here. Um, yeah. No. I know. I, I'm, I, I know you're. I know you're waiting eagerly, and I'm going to pass it over to you. But am I the only one who's going crazy thinking that it was just? Um, it, it was too small just having two build tents and it, it yeah, that's kind of where i'm gonna leave yeah. it but i'm gonna pass it over to patrick uh yeah i, I agree joel um it, but fundamentally the the problem i think was where they put show stage center with all of the build tents the stem tents the vendor tents was the bottom of the bowl that is where, if, if you look from above, that's where all the water drained to. And go on, Mike, after Pat. What's that? Sorry, Mike wants to go after you. Okay, yeah, so. go ahead, Mike. Well, I, I can I can give you my thoughts on this year's flight fest because it uh, it got to me a little more than normal. Oh um, yeah, I think that. Honestly, it has outgrown flight test. I think it's too big. My personal opinion is it's too big. And the second reason that I'm pretty sure that it has outgrown itself, and I don't know if everybody knows this, but there were a number of things stolen this year, and that's the first time that's ever happened. And I am very upset and very heartbroken that our community has been invaded by people that are thieves um 
Yeah, that didn't even happen at West, which was a concern that I had. Yeah, and it and it happened area. this year. Um, there were many things stolen, and and I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, Ben Greenwald got a couple of planes stolen. There was uh, some chargers stolen out of the uh, build tents. There was a quad stolen out of the or a, not a quad, Big but tri- a tricopter. Tricopter. Um, um stolen out of the, the build tent. Had instead of the uh, fat sharks taken. Yep. I mean, there was a lot of things that were taken, and and at this point, I'm wondering if it's just too big for the community or the site, maybe. I, or the, I, well, well, the site, yeah, and and to talk. <clears throat> To talk on Mike's point about the the issue of um, trespassers, um, there were armed security officers on site at the event, which was, as Mike had pointed out and Pat pointed out, it was the very first time that had ever happened. Yeah, I gave those guys a um, time. Yeah, those guys but, were night patrols, though, right? Yeah, yeah, they were. And and what what's crazy is even. Austin was saying that apparently there are some local kids that were watching over the event that um, they they have problems with these kids on the Fury Prophecy and they've had issues with these kids before. Apparently they kept coming in to the site as well and causing trouble. Well, so I, I don't I do know, know if it's related, but go on, Mike. There was, there was also... Uh... I'm guessing locals with some trucks that come in and, and like right down the runway and um, dumped out a bunch of empty beer cans and all, you know, I, I was really heartbroken, really heartbroken. Yeah. I got to say something to that. So, yeah, um, it, it, that is indeed true. And I also feel very upset about that. And, I would also, I'm not really sure how I can say this structurally, but I think that also had to do with the fact that Fury Field is an open field and it has not been barricaded, so it's not very hard to barge in and out. So I think a possible solution could be some kind of fencing or of some sort, or as they have uh, said a few times before, they might have... They might have should be. They might have be forced to um, uh, move the event somewhere else because, as as you said, it has outgrown itself. Yeah, but again, they're they're on their property. There, they they can control the security within reason. That, that's so that's another place true. Then you have to you have to go with outside security. It's going to be more of a presence. It's going to be more of a cost and more of a burden. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, I, yeah, that, that's crossed into an area that was it was going to happen. It was inevitable, and and I don't think moving and the security is going to uh, make those well, things way. I, I, I think what you're going to, what we're going to have to do is think creatively. Yeah. How do we minimize this? How do we do it without having this big security? kind of thing kind of pressing down and how do we encourage people to have have the right kind of conscience so that you know that stuff isn't happening well one one of the things we good but one of the things that that has been done since i've been on the forums i've noticed that we've kind of policed the forums ourselves and kept the trolls out now that now that it's not so much it's always going to be a family thing now that we know that there's extra people in there you know mm-hmm. I, I work you know security in stores and stuff like that 
and, and stuff for loss prevention and all. So had I known that that family mentality was going to change this year, the whole time I was in a bill tent, instead of, you know, being more focused on, on helping the people, I could have been keeping an eye on more when they, the, the people yeah. that I was helping. When they stepped Thank out you of for that, by the way, Bill, because he also helped me out a lot. Didn't you, brother? Yeah, I, I helped a lot of people. You're you're not the only one. Yeah, but it's, it's just that yeah, was the it's greatly appreciated. For me. Bill, that that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, this this is our community, and mm-hmm. if we want the community Stop to remain, hitting the table. <laughs> if we want the community to remain, uh, or the flight fest to remain with the family feeling that it's always had, uh. We got to look know, out we, for each other. We, we have to take it upon ourselves and not, not say, oh, well, they need to do this or they should do that. We, we need to have – we need to think about this. And maybe volunteer positions need to be made up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe somebody need, – we need people in the build tents all night overnight just keeping an eye on things. I don't, I don't know. No, no. Well, I, I, it, it's – it's, it's, sorry. Right on the, Go ahead, Bill. There. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, and- I, I was the only thing I was going to pipe in and say is, you know, everyone uh, in the 2016 um, event, were, everyone was kind of self-policing. Everyone was watching everyone else's stuff. So if well, you wanted to borrow a tool, I, I think that still at- went on. Yeah, it still went yeah, on. But, sure. what, 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 yeah. I but saw, it- what I saw was um, a lot of people. Um, from the videos that I did see of previous flight fest, somebody would come in and those tables, you'd have two or three separate builders on a table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now this year when I was working a build tent, I seen guys come in that can't camp uh, big old toolboxes, rolling carts, and they take yep. up a whole table yep. or more. Yep. You know? yep. And then, and then they totally. walk away from their stuff. You know, that's, yes. you know, that's exactly I, I what see, I noticed. I see watching my neighbor while I'm building, but to sit there and watch somebody is spread out over a table and a half. Yeah. yeah, there's there's got totally to be, agree. You know, there's got to be some kind of ruling on that and a little bit of balance, I yeah. would think, and that would help. Yeah. And, and, and I agree. You and have, you also have to take a little personal responsibility for yourself too, and use a little common yeah. sense. And yep. you know, hundred uh, percent, don't leave stuff unattended. Uh, I don't think it helped that we lost almost a quarter of the build tent to what effectively became storage in the back of the was it the what built up west the west built tent yeah um there was audio equipment in there that you lost almost a quarter of the space so what normally would have been packed to the end with tables like the the east built tent was it, it was lost so we also not only were the build tent smaller by comparison and people taking up more space we also lost a quarter of it to storage and i think what ben was saying or i I think pat or ben one of you guys was saying that i think the intention of that was to be used for the build series um and for a build series area to happen within within the build tent but it never came to fruition um i think a lot of it had to do with that but at the same time um I, I don't know. I, I maybe I'm I, I speak for everybody here, but I still had a lot of fun at the event. I really oh, yeah, did enjoy the event. Oh, my eyes didn't. I don't think I blinked five times the first three days I was there. Just yeah. <laughs> I mean, from the minute we walked in, ask Jim. The minute we walked in, the first thing we saw was Josh and and uh, and um uh based on his name, 
Uh, yeah. Scott Painter dude, the new guy. Um, yeah, Chad, yeah. Um, Chad, Chad pulled up in the truck. Chad Lewis, yeah. Unloading the foamies. And the first thing I saw was was them. Josh jumps out mm-hmm. of the truck, hand, shakes my hand, gives me a big old hug, says he recognized me because of the beard and stuff. The beard. <laughs> <laughs> a trademark beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. But that that was That was getting over – for me, the first time getting over that whole wide-eyed, you know, you know, mm-hmm. squirrel, squirrel, ooh, shiny squirrel, you know, shiny, shiny squirrel, <laughs> was was a big part. Yeah, I, and also, you know, another thing because I, I, I'm sorry to do this, guys, because we've we've kept you guys a long, long time, obviously. Um, so we're we're going over two hours, so obviously want to kind of start thinking about wrapping up. Um, so with that being said, um, let, let's kind of go into, uh, some, some of the good, good parts. Um, I, I definitely, definitely had a great time flying. I flew three times more this year than I did last year. Um, but let, let's kind of talk about everyone's experience flying on the flight line. Um, I, I think it would be hard pressed of me not to let Aaron speak on flight line etiquette and safety um, <laughs> and his experience uh, flying at this year's Flight Fest. Um, you mean that, that point where I had two spotters and somebody came flying over my head over about 120 miles an hour? <laughs> Something wow. like that, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I did catch that on video. So. Yes, you did, and I loved it. <laughs> and it was my bad. <laughs> that was uh, Lane's plane's Cuda. He thought uh, his spotter told him he had a uh, clear shot, had the runway. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I looked up because I could hear it buzzing as it came, and I uh, I was setting this guy out and looked up, and you're just flying over my head. I don't know how much you missed me by, but oh, I also got to something about being on the flight line. <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, can... go ahead. Yeah, we'll go ahead. Oh. Uh, and then. I also had a uh, goblin come pretty close to me. Uh, that ready-made RC, their goblin. Oh yeah, uh, one of mm. those goblins made a really high-speed crash. Wow. I was yeah, I was standing my over my head beat for a second. Jeez. <laughs> oh, it yeah, went but anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Let, uh, let's talk about. Let, let's talk about the uh, the uh, the aircraft that's sitting behind you to what appears to be my right. I'm assuming it's your left. Uh, yeah, it looks like everything's backwards in it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that was uh, that was part of the uh, one of the forum challenges that they did this year. Josh Orchard started that, and uh, so that one's the Travel Air Mystery Ship. Kind um, of, it's been quoted as being the one that started the Golden Era Racing. Uh, so I thought it was a good fit, and I had one go visit. So that was an extra incentive to pick that one. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, no it. It uh, took its second flight there during the when we shut down the runway and everybody's sitting there watching. And uh, I had the goofy little helmet on. It was my daughter's helmet I put on at the last minute. Spray painted it red to match rather than the pink and the flowers that it was just 40 seconds before. <laughs> it was, it was literally still more. wet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that was actually better than what I had. 
but at least yours was stylish. <laughs> uh, but no, I, Joel spotted for me and Jim spotted for me. Yep. Uh, it was fun, Jim, right? That oh, was yeah, a great time. We had fun with that. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was, counting it was, uh, counting laps for you, Aaron. Well, <laughs> considering those, like, most of those planes didn't have five packs on them total in their lifespan before that race, that yep. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of disappointed that it was only one pylon. And, and the fact yeah. that they're like, well, Ben's going to fly this, and then they're going to do the race. I started walking back to get my safety gear, and all of a sudden, they're calling the racers to the flight line. And then I had to run across that field barefooted across those corn stalks to get the field time for, <laughs> to fly or to be spotted for, for uh, Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah, I also I, have been spotted for uh... – I think I've been spotted for quite a few people as well, and which brings me to my experience on the flight line as well as being a volunteer the first time. And that was a really weird, almost surreal experience. I mean, given that, that sense of authority, but still feeling engaged with the people, like, yeah, it, it's so weird. I mean... I was given that sense of authority because I had to instruct people what to do and uh, engage in the safety precautions, but they were all very nice and understanding of what I was saying. And yeah, we had a great time and those people as well. And at a few times I, I ran to a few people and went checking their planes and congratulating them flying and yeah, just watching all flying them <laughs> it, it was such a great experience and every time i said something like uh please stand back behind the the, the pilot line or all that kind of stuff people were very understanding and that was really nice yeah i i have to say um what one minor comment i have about the flight line is zero pilot stations um that was a, a little bit interesting um not having any stations set up um not even on the main line um yeah. all the beginner flight yeah. line yeah, and they, there being they they no real separation stations with chargers on the flight line uh or behind the flight line didn't they and they didn't who, do if it they were, eventually. Some, someone was oh, chiming in with, with you, Rick. Who was that? That was probably me. Um, one of the things I was going to say is along those lines, um, the quad guys on either end, they had stations. They had four stations on either end. And what people were doing was uh, there's four chairs to fly. And if you wanted to fly on that frequency, you just basically got in line when as they rotated out. You know, they need to do something like that on the main line. You know, because I mm -hmm. a little bit I did get to see from the tents. There's a lot of people launching really close to other people. Uh, one pilot's looking mm -hmm. up the sky. He's got his little kid spotting for him, and they're talking. And somebody else launches a plane, like, and the wingtip just goes right by their ear. You know, because mm -hmm. there was that many people that close. I mean, there, there definitely has to be a, a distinction for safety on that. I mean, especially with new people. And I, yeah. I, I think what they ought to do is with that pilot meeting is um, with the pilot passes is when you go to the morning pilot briefing, you get that stamped. If you come to a flight line, you don't have the day stamp. You don't fly because you didn't make the meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that should be enforced because the fact that a lot of newer people are coming and they don't know flight line etiquette or safety. Yeah. You know, or at least I'm having, really having sure some kind of one of the pilot meetings. I know I've been to pretty much every volunteer meeting, but I'm not so sure about the pilot meeting. 
Well, yeah, I, in principle, I, I think that's a good idea. There needs to be another way um, to get that same kind of information out because some people yeah. don't come at early in the day, and you know you'll have you know day comers and day flyers um, yeah. that maybe don't make it there for the eight o'clock or nine o'clock meeting. But there the, still needs to be some, some kind well, of yeah. funneling, well, Mike, or something like that. Mike, you got something here on a line. Um, well, if they come and find a volunteer. They can say, hey, I didn't make the pilot briefing. Could you tell me what it's all about? And they go over to what the briefing was, and they can right. stamp them and let them be on there. Yeah. Mike, what you got? Night. Well, one of the things we talked about last year, if everyone remembers, um, you know, we only had one pilot meeting all of last year. And one of the things that we talked about that I don't know, I don't guess was ever uh, – I don't know that we ever really talked a flight test about was maybe having a small tent or a table somewhere where we could instruct pilots before they go out. If it wasn't nothing but like a poster and going, look, you have to do this, 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 yeah. this, and maybe have either a stamp or a colored wristband for the day or something yeah. that you could mm -hmm. give to the people that were instructed. And if they're not instructed, then you have to go back to that tent to get instructed before you can go out on the flight line. hundred percent. And, and the, that, what I would also say is if you have entry points where people come in to, to the flight area before they get to the stations. And I saw Ryan post, 100%. This. we were talking about this at the event. You have a posted sign at various spots that people have to walk by so that it's posted. So now they know spelled out what is expected so that when we're reminding yep. them, we're just repeating what's already been covered in whatever briefings, whatever meetings and right there at the entry point. So it's no surprise. And it's just about keeping people mm -hmm. safe as we're trying to have yep. fun. Yep. And, and it also gives you grounds to remove somebody who's who gets a little offended about it and, and doesn't want to listen. Yep. Pat. Yeah. Go. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I think Flight Fest is uh, suffering from an identity crisis. Um, it, it, it wants to be an informal, uh, fun, laid back thing. Um, you know, we've got the combats. The combats are massive. They yeah, we'll also we'll combat here in a minute. <laughs> they, did a they did a better job this year of keeping the flight line further out, uh, keeping the away from the crowd, which was a big problem last year. But um, Flight Fest wants to be a come, be relaxed, have fun atmosphere, but at the same time, um, there, it, it's getting to the point where it's too big. This is going to be. Yeah. This is somebody's going to get hurt. Twelve, twelve, yeah. twelve hundred. So yeah. there has to be some kind of it's, structure. Yeah, agreed. Right. It's nothing I to shake a stick say at. That they shouldn't change the event for what it is right now. I should just say they would uh, exp um, practice a little more safety, but I wouldn't want yeah. it to change the way it is right now because that would definitely probably upset the way uh flight fist is usually conducted well, and with that with that being said sorry mike i'm gonna pass it right mm -hmm. over to you with that being said bear a, a, a lot of this uh, and i think a lot of it also boils down to the fact that a lot of pilots who are flying at the event usually don't even fly to club field so the understanding of the normal rules that you would establish at a club field pattern, takeoff landing, calling out, um, 
excuse me, calling out intentions or all of that type of thing is not something that these pilots would normally practice anyway. So establishing some kind of ground rules or basis um, for the flight line is definitely something that, that, that is required and or recommended. Mike. Well, and, and, and the only thing I'm going to say about it is, is I don't think that being safe is going to take anything away from the family feeling no. of it. I mean, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, um, in and case you guys don't know, I only flew twice and had a spotter both times, crashed mm-hmm. once and flew my radian in the radian fly. That was it. Yeah. But you know, um, if if people can't handle being told how to be safe, that's not our problem. That's theirs. They, they should yeah. be flying. Yeah. And, and, and they I'm should sorry. be held accountable for that as well. Absolutely they should be. And and but at the same time, I think flight test and the volunteers have to set the rules up front yeah and, and early. i'm, I'm and so early. glad that all the people i had to deal with were very nice and understanding and they were and, always listening to the safety instructions i gave them and yeah it's 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 really great and i hope to keep it that way where i don't think anyone's asking it to be and i don't remember which uh um event it was where they get hollered at every time right. they turned it, around. it's in new york that's it, neff yeah neff yeah. yeah, but but it's electric fun fly. There there mm-hmm. has to be just some basic rules, guys. It's not that it's not that hard. It's not. No. There is Agreed. no established protocol there. It, it's no, there's not. Yep. And you are and, and and on the establishment of free for all, uh, a little bit of controlled free for all occurred with the combats. And let me just say, the combats this year were probably some of the greatest combats that I have ever seen Absolutely. at one of that these was events. Insane. Yeah, it's definitely kept that everybody insane. in mind from what I saw, and it wasn't as, as mayhem as it He, he certainly it did his best. <laughs> yeah. And let's talk about Stefan and his emceeing yeah. abilities, because the Poor way guy. he emceed those combats, though, were I he has the perfect personality he has the charisma for it he totally has that whole thing going for him yep i felt so bad for him when i heard him talk on the last day (laughs) yeah talk wait he actually spoke words that they just did oh man (laughs) yeah what words came out of his mouth on that on sunday because i don't remember any yeah it wasn't much yeah all I remember is him saying, "All right, let's see some carnage." That's all I remember. <laughs> well, I didn't talk much Sunday either, but he, yeah, he, he freaking nailed it. Yeah, and for for show of hands, how many of you guys actually flew in a combat this year? I wanted to. Wow, Ben was the only one. Everybody raised their hand. Yeah, really. <laughs> ben was the only one in this I, entire group sitting here who actually flew a combat. And I gotta say, the only reason I flew is uh, because Dan Spinals uh, made me uh, uh, the Super Bee airframe. He just glued together the pieces for me, and I brought the Angry Bee guts, and I. I didn't think I was going to finish it, but I just barely got it all put together before the last combat of Saturday evening. And like they were announcing it in a couple of minutes and I'm like, this is ready to go. And I hadn't flown it yet. So Josh Rocher <laughs> took it out there for me and uh, we, he threw it and he told me later, he was like, 
I don't. I didn't think it was gonna fly because I clipped the wings. I made it even more angry than the first one. <laughs> that thing's a brick. I cut, that thing is I a cut flying three brick. Three inches of span off the thing. I cut an inch and a half oh off each wing tip. Probably. Well, watching. And, yeah, no wonder. No wonder so it was I'm angry. It in combat, and the the first pass, I took it out real slow and then circled around, and then I made real a, slow, <laughs> relatively speaking. Then, well, yeah, but then I made my first full throttle pass across the pack and made Stefan uh, wake up, which yep. was fun. Yeah, you up the whole build time and, and you can hear on my video, you can hear Josh Orchard just cackling off camera <laughs> as soon as I made that pass. <laughs> But I made I made half a dozen, eight or nine full throttle passes through the pack. Didn't hit a single plane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that so, was that was yeah. hilarious. By the way, yeah. <laughs> I, I Aaron, did fly did during uh, one combat. I think it was a Saturday evening, one of the last ones I could do. Uh, I flew the Mavic though, yeah, okay. so I didn't fly in it. I flew around it. There you go, there you go. And you got some, actually, you got some incredible, talking about some a AP stuff real quick. You got some amazing AP work out there, by the way. Oh, yeah, a lot of it was luck, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it worked out pretty good. Yeah, Jim, yeah. he was the one that we were pointing. We thought that one Mavic that went over the flight, uh, over the tent line. Remember when we thought somebody lost their quad and it was a flyaway? That was his. <laughs> <laughs> Solving mysteries one step at a time. <laughs> yeah. There was there was about a dozen Mavics out there. So yeah, yeah, yeah that was a good number. Admitted to that flight that I was talking about on the forums. <laughs> well, I flew mine early Wednesday morning um over everything just to kind of get an idea of what it was looking like you know with all the rain and that was the mm -hmm. only time i flew it yeah, yeah. You yeah. Videos there, Mike. not yet yeah. I, I, also, I, I, flew flew like, my stuff. I also wanted I to fly combat but um i i didn't really get to that point because i was so um over I was so overbearing with building and trying to meet all the people I wanted to meet that <laughs> I kind of lost touch with all the, the flying. And well, there mm -hmm. was actually not much time anymore left to uh, fly. So, yeah. And on the make, subject of compromise, on the subject of building um, yeah. and flying, uh, Rick probably had one of the most spectacular crashes that i saw and on the subject of crashes because we'll we'll dive into some epic crashes that we yeah, all saw oh. here in just a second but real quick mike can you uh make the announcement for us please oh yeah um so lane star from lane's planes um is wanting the community to that's all of you who are listening right now and we will we will put this also uh out on the forums as well <laughs> forum um, facebook, facebook you name it everywhere this is my listening face um <laughs> there you go man <laughs> and we're gonna take a screenshot of that <laughs> Get to it. hey wait do it again do it again do it again do it again one Keep more. still. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Okay, we're good. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Let's get to the point. So, so what he's what he's looking for is the sad sack, the um, the worst, um, the we worst weekend worst award. Luck. Yeah. First, 
you know, the I worst think, weekend luck oh, I got award. That. I got that. For, I have for to win that. Um, I have to win that, right? Uh, I'm gonna say, you, get a, you get an honorable mention, I'm, I'm going to definitely say Pat had a pretty bad one. But, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're, looking, we're looking for uh, – and we want the, uh, the listeners and everybody from the community to, to send in some stories about people. And uh, we're actually going to um, – uh, announce that and have Lane come on with us and uh, mm-hmm. actually uh, give an award and he will uh, be sending you something special for that award. Yep. So absolutely. Um, and guys to do that, please email us through the contact us page on our website. That's mm-hmm. ftccpodcast.com. And uh, as, as Mike mentioned, we're going to be bringing Lane on from Lane's Plains in two weeks yep. to go through the stories and also choose the winner. Yeah. So make sure you guys listen to that. Now, these crash stories that you're looking for, do they need to be substantiated with video? Because, you know, on the no. forums. Well, it's, it's, it's not necessarily happen. just about crashing. It's the whole <laughs> weekend weekend this is an accumulation of the worst luck uh bill's law i got you all beat you can't defeat bill's law (laughs) (laughs) i don't know murphy's law Law is pretty pretty good too yeah the bill's law specifically (laughs) states it covers anything murphy may have forgot omitted or didn't even know in the first place so anything (laughs) that can happen will happen to bill <laughs> no, All I right. Know, well, uh, I do know of one um, one guy. I I don't know the name. I have no details other than uh, Thursday morning when I went out to do my duty uh, at, at the greeter station. Uh, there was a guy who was driving away in the RV because he had gotten a phone call from his wife that he had like a foot of water in his basement. Yeah, that's that's not good. Not good at all. Um, and, and with that being said, um, let's uh, let's talk real quick about some of the worst crashes that we saw. And yeah. we'd be hard-pressed to go without actually highlighting Lane himself yeah. for his spectacular triad of crashes. It wasn't a triad. It was a quadad. It was a quadad? <laughs> he had four. Oh, jeez, I really dude. like quadads. They taste really good. They taste really good. Really good. Quadads? Really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well... Wow. Hey, Joe, okay, so Joe, here's I'll quad ad. Take it away on the crash things. Yep, yep. Go for yeah. it with your arrow crash. Yeah. First off, uh, so I spent a pretty long time in the build tent with uh, another guy. I forget what his last name was, but his name was also Dan uh, and his son Aiden, which were also next to Bill, um, helping me out, building the arrow, with providing me with the tools, which was great. And when I was done, I built my first arrow, which was a great experience. But <laughs> it, it didn't take long before I crashed that arrow. And yeah, I was... My heart skipped a beat that moment. <laughs> you you didn't just crash an arrow, Rick. No. You cut that thing clean in half. Yeah, like this. <laughs> yeah, I should be after math. He just, butterflied an arrow. I, I literally <laughs> slid it in half. And I was like, how how did I do that? How it was could I do that? Quite, met when you showed me that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool. quite a. And I was like, I'm I'm gonna try to repair it, 
one time or I don't know. I think I tried to repair it two times and it just would, it just kept fluttering and I was not satisfied at all with the way it flew and I was like I'm just gonna buy a new kit and I'm gonna rebuild that arrow and put the parts in that I still have that are still usable and there we go. I yeah. still have a flyable arrow. Hold on. And on the subject of crashing without warning, um, how many Spectrum pilots had lockouts? Well, can, I, <laughs> including can I talk about one? one? Yeah, please I do, Mikey. Poor, well, I'll just say during the Radiant Fly, poor David Raymond. Yes. <laughs> he drove his into the runway like a lawn dart. I have never seen a Radian going that fast. It's <laughs> They're not designed to go that fast. To the ground. <laughs> Complete lockout. He locked out five times during that flight. And I'm telling you, when he came in, he hollered at everybody. And, of course, I was fo focusing on my Radian. When I heard it hit, I had the look. And I lost my Radian for about a minute. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I only got to fly four oh, yeah. the whole week, through my gear on the whole weekend. Um, Jim got to fly one of them on my uh, my Alien. But my very first flight, I was been talking to people about flying. I got videos up flying, and you know I'm doing pretty good. So my first flight, I go out with Litterbug first thing in the morning before we had our duty. And uh, he's flying his try. I'm next to him, and I'm flying the Alien. And uh, he does a couple of tricks and stuff and me being cold first thing in the morning i launched this thing up to the, the atmosphere flip it over like three or four times bring it down i was going to flip it over right before it hit the ground and instead of coming down upside down facing me it came down 90 degrees off and oh jeez knife edge <laughs> and it cartwheeled almost all the way out to the corn or the beans oh, oh no. wow oh, dude that was, that was my introduction wow. to bug as, as a, a pilot <laughs> oh that, boy that reminds me of the time i I first flew my uh, my Volcara F210. I dropped that thing out of the sky somehow. I don't remember exactly how. And that, of all the places it could cartwheel into, of course it had to cartwheel in the brook. Oh yeah, and no good. It wasn't good, but it survived. <laughs> and it flew another day. Yeah. Um, um, not all yeah, of these brownouts I, were Spectrum brownouts, though. No, no, no. no they fact, were not. Andrew makes a really good point because even Tyrannus guys were having issues. Um, I did it. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I, I never had an issue on mine. I was yeah, half expecting neither. it. Um, but yeah, go on, Mikey. I fly Spectrum. And, of course, like I said, I only got the one Radian flight, and I was flying when everybody was flying. I didn't lose signal not one time. When I lost mm -hmm. my Radian, it was because I was looking at Dave Rainman's plane, not because of the Spectrum. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you didn't lose, and, you didn't lose and, connection. You lost sight. I lost yeah, sight, no. not connection. Um, <laughs> there, there were, I heard issues with Gropner. I heard issues with Tyrannus. So it, it, everyone was having issues. Yes. And I think, um, I think so it, it goes without saying is, yeah, <laughs> I think it goes without saying um, that everyone, everyone was experiencing some form of rf issues uh there at the event well, it was and, and from from it, mike and i have had this experience mike uh we flew out at fury field earlier in, in the summer when it was only the a handful of us and we still had lockout issues so there's something out there 
on 2.4 mm-hmm. that is periodically blasting something. Yeah. I think yeah. it's the oil uh, pump because yeah, the, uh, there was a couple Bob of people said saying Bob said that. Yeah, there were a couple of uh, there's two big oil pumps out there and they have some form of telemetry system that runs on 2.4 Wi-Fi and they're saying that that was what was pumping out interference because everyone and that's exactly what happened to Lane when he dropped the CUDA in from an inverted pass was he flew over one of the uh, he was flying inverted and he was bringing it out up um, over the uh, oil rig and totally lost all telemetry all signal and dived it i mean that wow dotted as well he totaled that airplane um that day and yeah he he also totaled another cuda a cuda that did not belong to him and the saddest news was that Jai Norman lost a wing. The sad cow was but, sad. But it is fixable, and he's working. It on. is, no, no, and yeah, he is. And, 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 and I would also like to in the lights in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thousand lights. yeah thousand I would also lights. like to um, say something real quick, which uh, Big Ben pointed out. Thank you for that, buddy. By the way, um, if you're flying uh, like a small plane, like the Arrow, it makes a world of difference when you put the antennas inside or outside make sure to put the antennas outside in a 90 degree corner outside of your plane because that really makes a world of difference and it's going to make your plane so much more reactive and well it's going to track better as well because otherwise you have sometimes a little jitters and it interferes with the esc and your motor starts steering as well and yeah it, it can also contribute to great flying or diving into the ground <laughs> so yeah. yeah be mindful of that yeah, two, no, two, it, two things I learned about this that I've been reading on the forums with everybody having problems with this is 90% of the people that had problems were not using the actual spectrum receivers. They were using yeah. the lemons and the oranges. This yeah, thing, the little box in the back of the radios. BSM2. Yep. yep. Lemons. Two specific spots I out got a freeze. Field. I got an FR scope. We're having brownouts and blackouts and stuff like that. And yep. it was one where Rocky Boy crashed right next to that one oil pump out there. Mm-hmm. So from there to about maybe midfield, almost uh, center of the, the, the main line, there was an area in there. There was a dead spot that was, if you come into it low, you lost your radio. If you were high, mm-hmm. you would get out of it and you would, it would be intermittent. But further down on the right-hand side, there was another area, the exact same thing. So I ran into that right, the right-hand area. Yeah. I had one. I only had one issue, and it was actually when I was flying the baby Bugatti for their episode um, coverage, while Alex was chasing me, and uh, I had a. It was a split second brownout, but it was. I I, I troubleshot it afterwards. Noticed that my radio antenna was pointed in the same direction that my airplane antenna, because my airplane antenna was longitudinally and it was flying away from me, and so I had both those antennas were in the weak orientation 
plus mm-hmm. way out there and it was, yeah. it's a little park flyer so the other thing i would say for i mean this is just you know things you learn that to educate people size your um your receivers for your plane appropriately and and don't fly park flyers um far away <laughs> yeah single antenna, single antenna receivers were going always going yeah. to be a problem when there's more than one or two people up yeah. um, agreed i, I learned that with my well, and especially if you don't stay close yeah, yeah, every quad I have that I built, um, I put the the one stub right up off the back corner, straight up, and I'll put the second one straight out the back. Mm-hmm. So no matter when I'm upside down or I'm facing away from me or facing at me, I've always got something mm-hmm. that can see the radio. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, guys, I don't want to keep everybody too long because I want to respect everybody's time, and I know it's getting awfully late for Rick. Yeah. So, all I- right, so. Now that we had that, uh, for before we wrap this up, I just want to give some honorary mentions. First off, for the guy who's here with us, Bill, thank you a lot for borrowing me your tools. I, I yeah, I don't think I could have done it without you. So really, thanks a lot for it. Yeah, Next on the list, um, Dan. And your son, Aiden, if you're watching this, also thanks a lot to you for helping me out with the first arrow build. Patrick, if if you weren't, if you didn't pick up on me, I don't think I would have been able to get to Flight Fest. So also thanks a million, buddy. Greatly appreciate it. <laughs> and then a, a mystery person, which I've not been able to figure out his name, but it was an elder guy, I believe, uh, at the last volunteer meeting who who commended me for my um, volunteer duty on the flight line and he he wanted to thank me and I also wanted to thank him back at the very bottom of my heart because it really touched me on the inside. So if, if you're watching this and you were talking to me on the last uh, volunteer meeting, please let me know. I appreciate it greatly. Apparently that was Andrew Snyder's dad. That could have uh, been. Andrew, so. Thank you for bringing up Andrew Snyder and his dad. It, it, it was great meeting them. Um, really cool guys. Yeah, Andrew, really cool it was guys. his yeah. first. Was it Andrew? Correct me if I'm wrong. It was your first year at the event? So, so was mine. First we'll wait for meet. the five seconds here for him to answer us. But meanwhile, um, I also want to give a, a, a very... A uh, quick honorable mention to Michael Hetrick. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Um, and yes, it was Andrew's first year at Flight Fest, so it was really good to meet you for the first time, buddy. Um, I have to say thank you so much for uh, for having a long conversation. He allowed me to fly his little biplane, um, and my God, it was probably one of the best flying minis i have ever flown and i really enjoyed catching up with you um and talking about it so we'll, we'll get more into detail on 
on that plane and uh, what my thoughts were because, dude, it was a ton of fun to just buzz around and uh, it was great catching up with you. He's a, a long-time regular listener and uh, it was great hanging out with him. Andrew, it was also awesome seeing you and anyone else who I have forgotten to mention, we'll, we'll go more into it next time, but really big thank you yeah. to everyone who approached us and Mike, introduced themselves to well. us. Thank you for letting me fly a Radian. I had a blast flying that thing it was amazing <laughs> thanks buddy no problem bud. and yeah hopefully see you guys in the near future um i hope maybe if if it happens i hope i see some of you guys at flight fist europe if it happens because we don't know it yet it's not confirmed but hopefully it will be and i'm pretty sure if it happens me and blue are definitely gonna be there that's for sure <laughs> yep yep anyone else want to make any final comments last final honorable mentions yes, anything yes, like yes, that yes. before we wrap up most definitely bill bill um, go for it bill. first and foremost jim brother i can't thank you enough man the the, the relationship we built over those five days and the, and the weeks prior would you convince me that i had to go or you're gonna come snatch me out of my house <laughs> Dude, <laughs> awesome. there, there's there's nothing better than that out of this whole thing and it's, it's my pleasure friend you're you're a good company in the in the ride over we're we're, we're, we're gonna keep that going for sure and I got one more thing for you engineer guys um, on my 100 mile an hour quad build. Uh, I had issues with the ESCs, but I also figured this out. Now, this frame is bolted tight right now. And I don't know if you guys will be able to hear this, but have you ever heard a carbon fiber frame do this? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a guitar string, dude. It sounds like yeah. one of those jaw harps. Doink, 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 yep. doink, doink. <laughs> They call him a juice heart. Oh you know my goodness that was gracious! To to even figure that out. <laughs> I had to filter wow. the SFC as high as they could go. Yeah, and I still wow. could not get this thing to hover. Speaking wow. of speaking of quads, if there's anyone feeling up to it, I would greatly appreciate it if you could approach me and help me built my quad it would really help me out i hope it to finish in the next few months talk to bill yeah bill, <laughs> if you have some time uh give me an idea wait, what you're building what you want yeah, to do with it do, do you have facebook no unfortunately i don't i'm it, it's uh, leaning more and more towards me having to do it with all this stuff and getting involved but yeah yeah we're gonna have to get you on especially really with people don't. approaching you yeah because <laughs> it's it's uh it, it supports a real-time chat and it makes it so much easier yeah. to talk about stuff yeah well I, I i normally just do skype or the forums um oh I yeah i me. also have skype i tried to stay away from so. social media as much as possible because that is the most unsocial place in the world <laughs> yeah i feel you there depending, I have depending on the groups you're involved in yeah, yeah. totally yeah, you still yeah. you still got to deal with the rest of it you know you can only block so much and some of it gets through but yeah, yeah I, um, i'm more than willing to help you work out a quad anyone else final honorable mentions well i got one shout thing outs. i do want to shout out mikey um, only because um of mr ben greenewalt um, I, yes, if, if I know any, where this anybody, is going. If, I know if, where this is going. <laughs> if anybody's been listening to us since uh, Flight Fest 16, um, we've been looking for a little girl by the name of Giggles is all we knew. Uh, she was in our uh, build series. Um, and thankfully this year, I found her. 
Um, <laughs> cool. After a year of searching, after a year Mike, of searching, I need to go all the way back to searching. Ohio to find her again. But uh, I just want to give a, a, a huge shout out to Adam, Carrie, Caitlin, and Amanda Knight. Um, we will be getting them on the show. Um, mm-hmm. Caitlin is giggles and she has a little sister named Amanda. And this year, um, we decided to, uh, get her the FT simple cub, simple cub along with the, mm-hmm. uh, um, power pack. Power pack. Right, Bill, I sent you a request. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, got her started i don't know if they got it finished or not because i didn't get to see them sunday but i did want to give them a shout out let them know that we are going to be getting in touch with them soon and have been and that whole family on the podcast because yes we really need to get them talking because they are such a yeah. fantastic family yeah, it's totally a grumpy faces you need somebody to giggle and get everybody smiling exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any lost requests shout yeah, outs I'll, I'll throw in a thank you i, I want to thank you guys you guys have made uh, my first trip out there just so welcome it was so easy to just walk up and, and say hi and, and say oh yeah, yeah kind of thing and and that that sentiment which was not just mine i, I saw other people and it's just so friendly to, to walk into and, and to feel yeah. welcome like that so I, I was thankful for that i was thankful for the whole flight test staff the guys that are regular there they they have that same sentiment josh bixler i mean what a great guy from the very beginning they've assembled a great thing so i would say thank you to you guys the community to the flight test get and i want to thank god for just making all this stuff possible because it's it's a blessing and 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 nothing short of that it's not a coincidence it's it's a blessing so yeah I, i've said that a million times as well it's it's a blessing it was great to meet you man uh, finally yeah seriously unbelievable yeah and by the way thank you all all four of you who are guest hosts on here thank you guys for continued support and listening and being so active on the chat you know we got baloo we got michael we got uh, andrew we've got david mack all, all of the regular guys who come onto the show live listening every week you guys help support what we do and we can do this without you guys so equally as much as you thank us thank you guys yeah we thank continuing I get to see that uh, the chat going on because I'm not on Facebook I was excluded nobody would give me the way to get to the chat <laughs> <laughs> I the beginning of this so I could keep up with the chats and nobody knows me it's okay we'll, Dude, we'll, we we'll get you. we'll get you in another way Bill it's okay <laughs> I, I, can, I feel that hook getting set deeper and deeper before we go let's share everybody's social handles so that everyone can follow everybody who's here today Aaron let's start with you uh, for us social handles on uh, Instagram I'm uh, TN underscore bridge uh, Facebook is Aaron Blake and uh, on you the mean forums Aaron Palake <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, on the forum I'm bridge inspector yeah. awesome Ben you're up uh, on social I am Ben Harbor and YouTube also Ben Harbor on the forums I'm mid seven night Jim <laughs> Jim CR120 is uh, what I'm at on the forums, and the same thing at gmail.com if you want to email me. Beautiful. 
Patrick, social handles. Uh, Patrick Sean Murphy on Facebook, uh, Earthside Teacher on the forum. That's pretty much it. And Bill. I go by Cyborg, P-S-Y-B-O-R-G, on the flight test forums. And my crappy YouTube page is Cyborg FPV. <laughs> and other than that, when we're in person, you can call me anything but late for dinner. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have Rick. Yeah. So my Facebook is Rick Kersmarkers, but if you have uh, any of the people here on Facebook, you might find me under the name Black Metal Dash. On the forums, it's Black Metal Dash and on YouTube as well. But that channel is currently undergoing some changes to make space for RC-related videos maybe in the future. I wouldn't count on it in the near future, but just so you know, it's pretty much anywhere Black Metal Dash. Sweet. Right, so Mikey! Okay, Facebook. It is Michael Finley. And if you're friends with any of these people, any on here, uh, you can find me. Um, on the forums, it's the magic one. It's T-H-E-M-A-J-I-K and the number one. And it's that way on Instagram, uh, YouTube. All of them are that way. So come find me beautiful thing and finally lost it by no means least well actually least because i'm tiny but anyway um you can find me online as baby brit underscore fpv on instagram twitter youtube and um on the forum um on uh, the facebook you can find me as joel cannon uh you are more than welcome to send me a request my only uh exception is you have to have something rc related in your page just so that i know you're a real human being and not some scammer um Loss and by no means least, guys, thank you all so very much for listening. You can find us online at the ftccpodcast.com. Uh, go to our contact us page for all the stories that we requested um, so that we can follow up with Lane in two weeks. Yes. You can also find our upcoming schedule. Find us on Facebook at the Flight Test Community Podcast. We are also on Instagram at FTCC Podcast. And guys, on the socials, if you want to be featured on our social page use hashtag FTCC podcast we share all of our community's posts on there and we like to see what everyone gets up to so please use that hashtag it helps us greatly for putting out content for the community Mike has one more thing before we let you go I do have one more thing that we didn't really say a whole lot about and we just want to say I think from all of us I think I speak for all of us thank you John and Diana Fury for the use of your field and I am so sorry that it got tore up as bad as it did. Uh, you guys have the biggest hearts of any person, any people I know anywhere. And we love you guys. And whether it's at, at Fury Field or not, I will always stop there if I'm in Ohio or in anywhere where I can get to it. So, 100, yeah, 110%. Love you guys. Thank you for both of them. Um, yep. You guys, I'm, I wish I'm I could trying be to there more. The music and stuff a little bit. And I was coming up with an idea maybe for a theme song for the uh, show here. Mm-hmm. Oh, and going along oh. with the, the, the Joel, the Joel thing here. Oh, I was mm-hmm. thinking something along those lines of, uh, the lines of "We are the friends from the lollipop." <laughs> 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 oh, that's amazing! That. <laughs> hey, Bill, I, I do work uh, with Ethel Studio, and I've made some 
few synthwave uh, tracks, so <laughs> I can help you out with that, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh, I could boy. We'll have to splice some of that in at the end somehow. <laughs> but guys, from all of us here at FTCC, thank you so much for listening. Once uh, again, we will, see you, we will see you all in two weeks. Blue skies, and we'll catch you on the next one. Take care. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Peace out. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Bye.